Twas the days before the solstice when on board the arks all the creatures were stirring in homes, halls, and parks, hanging decorations round their dwellings with haste, and through the market halls buying presents they raced, for their joyous gatherings were soon to begin, and all arks denizens always party to win. From a certain home, tucked deep in divinity, in the temple of Xandra, the Hartheity, messenger rats were sent out with invitations to call people over for fun and libations. Please bring yourself and one other to our party, keeping in mind this quite fun itinerary. We will start with dinner, a veritable feast, during which we will state the things we like least, the airing of grievances, cobalt tradition to help us prevent bad relationship vision. Afterwards, there will be a big group gift exchange to help heal feelings, keep things from getting strange. Then a break for some Grix made nog and warm talking before our next big event, one much less shocking, for unlike cobalt, halflings keep holidays light. On special days of the year, they try not to fight. At times like the solstice, bury feelings down deep. Keep them there till you're dead. Only then will you weep. <laughs> For the solstice, they play the white elephant game, where gifts are anonymous, the tag with no name. On your turn, you take a new gift from the pile, or steal from another, an action most vile. Just kidding, just kidding. It is all in good fun. Give the funniest gift, and you truly have won. And last but not least, we have one final request. For an item of clothing you wear on your chest, you need only bring with you your best solstice sweater. A contest will be had to judge whose was better. The letters reached folks' bars, dens, and apartments, but sadly many did not have such fine garments, so off they went into the crowds and the bustle. For a last-minute sweater, they had to hustle. We joined them all now as they try to get ready, some of them panicking and some holding steady. Grix and Wealthy are cooking and decorating, in hopes that their party will earn a high rating from the guest list composed of their many fine friends. They had planned for everything, they'd left no loose ends. However, there came a loud knock at their door. Was someone this early, or was it something more? Meanwhile, in the nipper, we find Ericene, sipping hot toddy while she sees and is seen. None of her sweaters have such festive patterns. She needs quick assistance, but to who can she turn? Off in the dark alleys and corners unseen, Bond slips unnoticed as he breaks hard from routine. Where the little fox folk has presents to give, to those foxes that raised him that he'll likely outlive. And so he travels to the den he once called home, feeling strange after living for so long alone. The rat's squeaking interrupts his tumbling thoughts, the invitation pausing his feelings is on slots. Will he find the right garment of colorful knits, or will the quest drive him to the end of his wits? We'll find out together. Let us begin our tale. With quick introductions, we will start down the trail. We hope you enjoy our winter solstice broadcast. Welcome to the Primary Attribute Podcast. Wow. Yay! Well done. Fuck yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to a large amount of my prep time. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz Sweet. clapping over here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we should introduce ourselves. I'm Ian. I'm the GM. I use they/them pronouns. I'm Adam. I play as Vons. Just finished a cup of coffee. Vons is the fuzzy fox, fox folk alchemist friend, and uh, we use he/him pronouns. I'm Aaron. I play Ericene. I use she/or they pronouns. Ericene uses she/her pronouns. Ericene is the uh, half-elf socialite person who does a whole lot of cool shit all the time. <laughs> I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard, and we use she-her pronouns. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic, and we both use he-him pronouns. Time to party. Today I'm playing with my kids' dice. They are oversized, although the numbers aren't much bigger. And uh, blue. That just seems mean. 
on the part of the designers. Right. Yeah. It's kind of an asshole move, guys. But yeah, it's a little easier to read. And maybe they're luckier because they're my kids. Yeah, they're for kids. So. They're 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 supposed to they're supposed to go easy on the kids. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Kids they should just be weighted. <laughs> At some point we gotta start imploring dice manufacturers to send us luckier dice, I swear. We will also accept Tell me about uh, it. dice with larger numbers and anything made of foam. I found those ones <laughs> that have giant numbers and are made of foam. Yes, but I'm trying to make them give it to us for free wit. <laughs> it's the spirit of the season. Give us shit. Yeah, well, they're an education supply company, so I don't think that they're going to care about a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're fickle. Begging uh, <laughs> for presents aside, and weirdly appropriate, it's our holiday episode. Yeah! Yay! For 2021. Solstice holiday specifically, it may end up getting labeled the Christmas special because... Capitalism. Hegemony. And because I'm not sure any of us know enough about literally anything else to uh, not <laughs> embarrass ourselves. I know a fair amount can, about Saturnalia, being a Roman historian. Speaking of embarrassing ourselves, can we get Aaron to do a rendition of Wormwood Baby? Just like Santa Baby with a Wormwood shifted in there, just full of like nice dice and boxes and stuff. Oh, oh. I see. I thought you were referring to the plant. Yeah, I did too. I was like, lost. <laughs> is it an alchemy joke? I'm not willing to give them uh, free advertising because they don't sponsor us. Hint, hint. They could, though. I'm yeah. not giving them free advertising. <laughs> That's fair. Well, I'd have gone with like level up dice or somebody like that, but the syllables just don't, uh, don't work out. Well, yeah. I mean, if. If the spirit moves me. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, um, you have all been invited to a party hosted by Wealthy and Grix. And there's going to be a few things, including a gift exchange, which none of you have to worry about because I didn't want to figure out the logistics of a gift exchange intended to be for everyone that showed up when you didn't have a great list of who was going to show up. And also, <laughs> there's so many guests, you guys. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. As a spoiler, I told Wit and Kelly they got to use Mario Kart rules for who they invited. AKA they can invite anyone who's ever fucking showed up on camera regardless of current relation. They sent me a list that made me realize I'd made a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so I did implement a series of reaction roles depending on how hard I thought it was going to be to get a given person there. Congratulations. Kelly and Wit, I rolled pretty hot on your reaction rolls, including at least one person I was not expecting to show up. Oh, fuck. Thanks. <laughs> oh, God. It may okay. not be the person you expect. I hope not. So, there's the gift exchange, there's the airing of grievances, which does not work exactly like the poem, because I clarified stuff with Wit after I wrote the poem. <laughs> That's close enough. Yeah, the most specific thing is that it's not Festivus rules where you do grievances in front of everybody. Oh, yeah, no, no. Which was making me very anxious, so I'm glad that's not the fucking rules, because that sounds awful. You know, like a, like a, a round-robin intervention. Uh. Yeah, th this was just... A, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. But, so there's that, there's the gift exchange, there's White Elephant, which I will have Kelly slash Wealthy unpack closer to when we do it. But first, you are all preparing and one might say some sort of 
relatively quick montage, which reminds me actually, for people that are listening, I realize this comes up for this episode, but everything up through episode 46 is canon for this. And after that, we are non-canon for this entire thing. Because uh, I can't. Through 46? 46 is yes, the yes. montage yep, episode. Yep, yep. yep the yep, first montage yep. episode specifically. Yes. And, oh, actually 46 may be Ericene's thing. Basically, first montage episode, Ericene side mission. Those are canon. Nothing else after that is. I'm actually not going to mention anything that came up during my side mission. So, oh, that's you fair. You might not be able to help it. Uh, no, I will. <laughs> I believe in you. Especially because I know what happened. <laughs> I think you can throw that needle. I still have to listen to that side mission episode. Well, it's not it, out it yet. It hasn't so. come out yet. Well, there we go then. But all right. Does anyone feel moved to go first on their holiday preparations? I'll go. All right. So, Vaughn, you are, if I understand what you told me correctly, making a run to your family's house to mm-hmm. slyly deposit presents. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with where they live and yeah. That they live in a neighborhood in, I don't remember, sorry. They do not live in a full-on den like you do. They do live in a basement apartment that was lined with a relatively soft clay, so it has much of the same vibe. Um, <laughs> but they do not actually live in a literal hole in the ground. They have things like real plumbing. It's, uh, it's real convenient for them. Okay. No wonder Vaughn's couldn't relate. Oh, that's right, that's right. Or maybe, right. They live in cold water, why not? which is where the Department of Investigations is and where um, the library is. There are probably other landmarks. Mm. And there's a lot of like canals with cave streams running through it, hence the name. But yeah, so your family lives there. It's not your usual neighborhood, but I imagine you are doing your Vaughn's thing with your hood up and being as anonymous as possible. Yeah, being sneaky. Mm-hmm. You got this invitation, so you now know that you got something to do. A relatively short amount of time later. That will not be determined. And Vaughn's gets this invitation while he's out? Yeah. You are, you're you're cutting your way down an alley and um, a rat comes from the other direction and flags you down after jumping on top of a trash can. Mm. Recognizes me. And yeah, you got your little invitation. You have a plus one. Do you want to invite anybody? Uh, well, Green's the first person that comes to mind. You were magically given a list of everyone else's RSVP. Because <laughs> I really didn't want to forget the logistics for this. Uh, Green has already been separately invited. Which is not to say you have to have a plus one, but it can be someone else without ditching Green. Oh. So Vaughn's knows Green will be there. Uh, let's see, who else does Vaughn's uh, like hanging out with? Uh, there's, there's the, I uh, can't remember his name, Clive. Yeah, I don't think Clive's on this list. Clive can be your plus one. I mean, yeah, Vaughn's wants to, this is, this is a, a holiday thing. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a great reason why Vaughn's would invite Clive, if I'm honest. Um, maybe he's just kind of feeling, um, seasonal. Yeah. I mean, Clive's a buddy. Clive's helps you yeah. not embarrass yourself on at least one date. Like it's a working right, relationship. Yeah. You two are friendly. It would make sense. This is very clearly a big party. Yes. He's backed me up on social situations. He knows how to talk Vaughn's out of 
socially destroying himself. <laughs> Not a bad choice, but all right. Now that we got that figured out. So you're yeah. sneaking right over to your parents' house. Can you walk me through what Vaughn's is thinking about all this? I imagine Vaughn's develops an amount of uh, anxiety. So, uh, wait, what he's thinking about the the party? Oh no, no, or... sorry. Like, what? How does he feel about going past his parents' place? Kind of, what's your plan as far as level of interaction, like that sort of thing? Uh yeah, Vaughn's is fairly sentimental, but hmm. like, which is the only reason he's going to his parents place in the in the first place he doesn't really identify with them all that well but he's sentimental so he wants to make sure that they're taken care of in his little vonzi way he's carrying a uh extra satchel that's just full of um uh, he he went a little bit cheap uh on this so that he could so that he could do a little bit more so all of his uh, little pots here are clay as opposed to glass they're they're sealed and marked and everything, but he's uh, he's just bringing them lots of little uh, poultices and he he went through the trouble of making them smell nice, which for Vons, who knows what the hell that means, mm. but uh, he wants to get these over to their place as sneaky quiet as he possibly can. Vons doesn't have thief skills per se, but he's doing his little animal thing and being as quiet as possible, or at least he thinks he's being quiet. Yeah, uh, make a dexterity check as you make your final approach. It's a basement apartment, so there's a door, you know, to the outside from some stairs. So you don't need to like sneak through a building or anything. But it does mean it's pretty restricted entry and getting down and back up, not being noticed, can be a little hard. Okay, dex is a plus one to this ten plus three. That's fourteen. And it's a primary attribute for you. It is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You you slip up. You are depositing your sack of presents. You do hear people inside in a shocking twist because it is, you know, the holidays. Mm-hmm. Make an intelligence check. Ooh. Eight plus one prime attribute plus three. Oh, not a lot. What is that, 12? Yep, that's a success. Plus, uh, this is pretty easy, all things considered, most of it at least. So yeah, you hear your parents. Uh, you hear a couple of your siblings. There's your little sister who was kind of way younger than you relatively speaking the the kid that you know is like 10 12 years younger do fox folk have litters kind of sort of they are more prone to multiples but it is not strictly all litters all the time that makes sense that makes sense yeah the math i've done is just take fox and take human take that difference and divide by two figure that they have like tendency to because foxes tend to have litters right like yeah actual like foxes. you tend to get you know like twins and triplets and stuff but it's not raised in the same way as humans would raise twins and triplets because it's not exceptional it's mm-hmm. like it's not a big deal you were born at the same time you are just standard issue siblings you're not considered like twins or triplets exactly you're just considered it's yeah. just considered like your this brother is and your brother and sister exactly. unless it is an actual twin Correct. Unless yeah, it's an, like twins. what we would think so. of as an identical twin. I imagine they still call them litters or something like that. Yeah, to like, some extent, but from yeah, as opposed our perspective. to twins. But yeah, so you yeah. hear Lucky, who's your younger sister. You hear um, Clinton, who is one of the pair of siblings who is a little bit older than you, along with Mac. You also hear a couple of more feminine voices you don't recognize, and a lot of. Smaller, high-pitched voices that you're 
super don't recognize, but you vaguely remember that Clinton might have had kids at some point. Vaughn strikes me as not very plugged into his family. <laughs> so, unless you uh, have no. an objection to that, that kind of seemed like what might have happened. I imagine Vaughn's is doing math and figuring out that there's probably kids in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the idea that Vaughn's Even with like, that intelligence role, he's probably figuring that out. It's just taking him a minute. Yeah. No, if 12 was a success, you did fine. Uh-huh. So, yeah, there's Clinton. There's Mac. So Vaughn's is rolling for emotional resistance here. There's also uh, your brother of your generation, um, Osco. Yeah, I think those are the folks that are here for now. So, yeah, Vaughn's is going to feel like real emotional about that, but he's also easily overwhelmed by these situations. Probably not real interested in uh, inviting himself in or direct engagement. Yeah. So uh, I think what he's going to do is uh, reach into his uh, coat and pull out, or his bag or whatever, and pull out some uh, like his something from his private stash, <laughs> just a, a little extra. Not that they'll know he did this or anything, but out of out of a feeling of uh, compulsion to like, oh, okay, there's more family now. Want to want to do something nicer. But still not talk to them. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna feel he's feeling too overwhelmed about this as it is. So, uh, yeah, he'll he'll uh, do that, uh, leaving the bag kind of by. I'm sure he's aware of like a a space that does their does their space have a single door? Yeah, but there's like that, a thing to the side for packages and such. Okay. Or like it wouldn't be surprising. Or rather, yeah, it's a single space, and if you're worried about it, they will certainly encounter these objects the next time someone opens the door. Right, and uh, we're not worried about porch pirates here. No. Okay. Yeah, Vons is going to uh, make sure that his smell is on it in whatever way that necessitates. Probably just rubbing his his face all over it or whatever. And um, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm actually feeling kind of kind of bad for Vaughn's here. Like uh, this this is a a difficult position for him. He's uh, been feeling lonely lately, but uh, still this is overwhelming to him. So he doesn't want to engage. But he's also thinking lately, like oh, it it would be nice to have kits of my own. Not that I would know what to do with them, but he he's always done this like this homemaking thing himself. So he's obviously interested in doing more than just living in the streets. Uh, he likes to establish space. So yeah, Vons is feeling emotionally conflicted and uh, just whatever, whatever spare stuff he has, uh, he just wants to like add that to the, to the pile of things. And uh, then he's going to do that thing where he like puts his, puts one leg a full step away from the door and then knocks on it real quick and then darts down the alley. Okay. Yeah. You dart back up the stairs. <laughs> Imagine this going into the street, but honestly having cellar stairs that go up into the street is probably not the smartest plan. So yeah, off, you know, to the side, down the alley and off you go. Wow. That was like a, that was like a Dickens story. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Or Hans Christian you Anderson. You just see the, uh, you know, yeah. the, the cold Vaughns outside looking in the window. 
fire and the happy people. <laughs> Some violin music. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to have Vaughn's actually look in the window. That's like that'd be heartbreaking. I'm sure he picked up enough just hearing it. Yeah, I think it was like, you know, your family has gatherings, but often I think when you do this little presence run, it's not it's not necessarily always happening or as many people as this, so Yeah. I imagine it hit a little hard. And uh we noticed like a distinct absence of actual invitation. This is uh You've established no one knows where you live uh, repeatedly. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's uh <laughs> it, it may also uh so I'm gonna say based on your family, it's usually just assumed. Like the house is open. I think you've been told in the past, especially because it's hard to track you down. Like house is open. Okay. Pretty much all the time, and especially like the entire week or so of festivities before and after the solstice. It's like okay. a ten day window. It starts a week before and ends a couple days after because it's really nice to have time to you know clean everything up and not have your family sure. there for a few days <laughs> and recover. So just to establish, um, the arcs solstice events take place over a period of time. Yeah, there's a week leading up to it, and like the solstice itself, and then two or three days after. A lot of that's to allow for the fact that there is a whole mess of different traditions that all came together on the arcs, and you can't do all of them at once. Mm. And you know, there's lots of families that come from different traditions and stuff like that. So it was easier to essentially give everyone space, and well, the solstice is you know astronomically determined. People tend to spread things out a little bit, so you don't have to do the thing where you choose which one of your families gets you for Christmas Eve, and like that's kind of it. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. And like, you know, the big holidays creep, Yep. especially, especially in a locked up, very bored micro community, Mm -hmm. like a a long holiday sounds wonderful. Yeah. I think holidays are taken pretty seriously around here in part because it stops people from going stark raving mad, even if they don't think of it that way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What level of religious seriousness can we expect? It's dependent on the person. Like entirely. There's some people for whom this is a huge, important religious significance thing. There's some people for whom this is just a break. A lot of people kind of do modern, at least America. I don't want to speak for any other country where it's like, you know, Christmas mass kind of thing, or, you know, very loosely observant of a particular religion's traditions, but like that's the level of engagement. Culturally okay. rather than spiritually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the spirit moves them a little more this time of year. Yeah. But yeah. So highly individual. And there's the government made what I would argue is the smart decision and did not designate anything official beyond there is a solstice these days or holidays. <laughs> mm-hmm. Smile, nod, leave podium. Okay. <laughs> so that actually, uh, that actually brings to mind uh, uh, another question. Is this uh, paid time off for... <laughs> uh, say government workers uh, such as uh oh Grick's wealthy yeah um it's kind of like any job that has coverage requirements like you can't have no maintenance crews right but hours are reduced people volunteer ahead of time they try to work it around people's schedules for when they need to do things or want to do things some people are like i really don't want to not have time off right now because i would prefer to not spend a ton of extra time with my family <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's it's pretty flexible. I think the at least the official government stuff, the ARCs kind of tries to do that anyway. Is security a bit more lax this time of year? Yeah, probably. <laughs> There's just fewer people. Um, the, the Guardians who are on the outside are still at full staff. Mm. And honestly, between the Harvest Festival and uh, the Solstice kind of hate this time of year a little bit. <laughs> Because there's a bunch more people out on the plazas doing shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also it's winter. <laughs> so more right. cloud cover. It's great. But that doesn't necessarily uh, increase the amount of crime or anything. No. Because people are... People are busy doing yeah. holiday shit. And it's not as cutthroatly capitalistic or anything. Like there's less pressure on presents and stuff too. So I think there's not, not much drive given from the holiday and... Also, like there's enough security of the types that are needed that big problems can still be followed up on. Okay, so the holiday's a bit more a bit less commercial in general. Yeah. And it's fantasy world, so I'd like to believe that I don't know, people are happier this time of year and don't steal as much stuff. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, there, right. there's fewer. Or rather, there's the same amount of crime managed, the same amount. It doesn't swing up or go down, really. Okay. It might so, drop a little bit, but yeah. No Black Friday sales. No, it's slightly easier to get away with things because there's more people in the hallways, but mm-hmm. yeah, but all right. So that was Vaughn's stuff, unless you had any other questions, Adam. Vaughn's stuff and a bunch of uh, atmospheric exposition. Yeah. Yeah. Next up Thanks for on that. the list. Yeah, no problem. Erisene. Yes. I was at the Nipper. Yes, and you have been sent an invitation. I'm like, oh, uh... Were Jasper and Tilia with me? No. Do I know that they were invited also? You do. Do I know if Curiosity was invited? Let me check my spreadsheet. Oh, you fuckers made me make a spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, Curiosity was not on the list. Shit! Which I also noticed yesterday and was incredibly amused by. <laughs> I fucked up. Was Photios invited? Photios was invited. Was Alpita invited? No. That I know of. I didn't get a chance to ask this as a clarifying question. I kind of assumed this party was not for children. Uh, I certainly wasn't thinking about children. I wasn't thinking about children. Okay. I mean, if Photios asks... I'd say or, yes. I don't think we're going to... Yeah. You know, it's not like we're going to be having orgies in the living room or anything. Right. So. Yes, I, I think Photios doesn't ask because due to the power of incredibly unrealistic communication Photios <laughs> knows that there are no children invited to this party oh, okay at least not explicitly from the list you gave me so well, i don't know any other children so yeah we don't have exactly. any other children <laughs> going on so you say and you all were pretty good during the lockdown but i think he is perfectly fine going to something without alpita sure it's a long week and sure. this is not the actual solstice solstice yeah. so right no it can't be the actual solstice solstice because if it was the actual solstice solstice Ericene couldn't go. <laughs> yeah. Did did the uh, invitation the invitation said that uh, we're welcome to bring a plus one? Did it also mention the gift exchange? Yeah, but we are abstracting the gift exchange. I assume you all the market halls are both have all their normal stores and kind of become the holiday bazaar things that some places have, where it's like people's handmade stuff and things like that. So it's uh-huh. easy to grab a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I am not making us roleplay that because fuck that. It's basically a um, pop-up Christmas, like Christmas-only store. Yeah, or you know, people that 
like knit or whatever sell sweaters this time of year uh-huh. or people that you know make novelty paper cranes like <laughs> there's a wider variety of small stuff we'll say what we got for each other and then exactly if it, ian if, feels that they need to charge us specifically that'll be handled i'm really going to track non track all your money in a non-canon episode uh-huh. <laughs> fuck yeah well i figure so i'm i'm spending bank on this party so i figure actually a lot of my money's going away here yeah i think you but that's fine you lose some cash on this yeah that's fine but yeah i should have asked if uh i should have asked if arcs gives its employees a bonus for the solstice <laughs> you all found a star of ruby and sold it you're probably yeah, we're, okay we're good <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but 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 this is a swank party but anyway, yeah, Ericene, um, Okay. this does happen on a night that is not one of the ball nights, because they aren't quite every night this time of year. It just gets no, really they're close. not every night. They're like twice a week leading up to... Mm, wow, so it starts even earlier than I thought, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like the start of fantasy December. Yeah. <laughs> so first I will go shop for my freaky solstice sweater. Yeah, this is the kind of thing you just don't have on hand. It's Yeah, that's fair. I want to find something that has like I want to have like the three wolf moon version of like <clears throat> an of a freaky solstice sweater. Okay, can you describe that to me? So it'll have like a it'll instead of the moon, it'll have like a knit representation of the arcs probably with like whatever the arcs you know, symbol is on it. And there'll be like, like a half moon represent, like there'll be like a half moon on it. And I think that, well, actually like, I I think maybe it'll be like, there's gotta be some sort of, you know, symbol of, of like, you know, longest night or. Yeah. It depends on, you know, which group, but candles are pretty common. Yeah. I think it'll have like, uh, a candle on it and a oh uh, a rooster is a symbol of longest night because like that's sort of you know when the cock crows that's that's like a a good luck for the next year of you know saying the longest night is over we yeah. made it kind of a thing and also a representation of the last year's barrel of beer. Okay. So that's pretty specific. <laughs> uh-huh. So you uh-huh. get to roll an intelligence check or a charisma check or a wisdom check. If you're really feeling it to find the right thing in the time that you have. Sure. I will roll. I'll roll intelligence. I rolled an a plus three is 11. I know that has a primary attribute, so. Okay. You find everything except the last year's barrel. That's fair. Um, and I'm happy to, like, you know, basically find doilies or whatever that have <laughs> those things on them. And, like, stitch it on. And, like, stitch it on really quick. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can find that and you can pay someone a nominal fee to do the stitching for you. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, Ericene, you are set for this party. I am. Um, I am going to invite curiosity because oh, excellent. Excellent. I want to see what, you know, matchmaking shenanigans I can get up to. Oh, oh. My gosh. 
Ericene wants Jasper to be happy, and she's pretty sure that this is the way to do it. Yeah, he's going to make it even harder for Ian to not talk to themselves (laughs) (laughs) in this event. Ooh, let's see how many characters we can force Ian to have a conversation with that's just Ian. Hey. Six? Six. I think we can get to six. You know, I like Ian. (laughs) (laughs) And some of my voices do not sound very different from each other because I am not a voice actor (laughs) in a shocking (laughs) twist and decided I wouldn't do accents. I didn't want to offend people. It would be very reasonable for being offended depending on how bad I fucked up an accent. (laughs) But yeah, all right. So Ericene is set and ready and has her plus one. I, I think I'm going to go to, like, Curiosity's apartment and be like, hey, uh, so, like, oh, hi, there's this thing going on tonight. And, like, most of the people who are at the lockdown thing are going. So, like, you want to you want to go? I think it'll be really fun. You know, if you're not doing anything else. No, I can make it. Sure. Cool. Um, <laughs> question. Huh? Do you know who glued a door shut and put my name on a note? <laughs> that the no. Fuck down the street. What? It happened during the lockdown, I guess. N- never mind. Well, I mean, Vaughn's left with Alara to go get food. Maybe one of them? Good to know. <laughs> anyway, you exchange details about the event. He will be there. You're all set. Awesome. Okay. Bonds, real quick. Uh-huh. You do some last minute sweater shopping because this isn't a thing that you have for A, reasons, and B, because I get the impression Bonds does not own a lot of clothing, relatively speaking. He's fairly self equipped, yeah. Bonds has a capsule wardrobe. <laughs> it, well, that and um, I imagine a lot of his. A lot of his clothes are pre- predominantly just for like his work. Um, yeah, they get stained functional. and yeah, uh, they're largely for protecting his skin from acid burns or whatever. Yeah. So, what do you want on your sweater, ideally? Oh, um, gosh. Feel free to jack shit from any of our out here in reality holidays. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think. Um, would it would it be weird if it just had like other foxes on it? No. Just like foxes that Oh. What if he had his his culture's version of Santa on there? It, didn't we establish offline that your uh, culture's version of Santa is kind of a Krampus figure? Yeah, a uh not not quite so benevolent a character. So much as a uh, malevolent, yeah, yeah. He's a he's the reason that uh, young little foxes are to behave during the winter and not give their parents headaches. That's yes. right. Okay, cool. So I figured out what this character looks like, and they are creepy. Fun fact: foxes are not as far down on the food chain as we might have assumed, but they are eaten or attacked occasionally when not being competed for with food. Because there are a lot of things that will compete with them for food. And that's when they get attacked. But a couple of large hunting cats and uh, golden eagles will eat them. No. Fuck yes. So this is a fusion <laughs> of kind of a big, you know, mountain lion and a golden eagle. It's oh, wow. got 
big arms, clawed hands, like giant wings, kind of has a bird beak on an otherwise feline face, powerful legs. This is a... You're describing a griffin pretty clearly. (laughs) Kind of, but it's more more bipedal than that. Ah, and sentient, sapient. And sapient, yes. Uh, And has a tendency to, um, in theory, kidnap young kids who misbehave. And often they don't come back, so you know, be good. I like that. So yeah, I, I would say that Vons' sweater has uh, those those gold tones on it, and um, maybe even wings on the back, but like in the stitch, not like mm-hmm. not like somebody because golden some eagles are so big. I like the the wings expand from the character on the front and then wrap around to the back. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Honestly, that's such a big cultural figure. I'm not going to make you roll for that one. Okay. Unless, Aaron, you have protestations because it is slightly unfair. You made me roll for it. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Vons, are, are, roll we like, are we rolling to see this just how compi- hardy this sweater gets? This isn't a competition between us. This is a competition between all of us against you. <laughs> that's fair. That is the entire point of role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I read it in a book once. <laughs> you heard it here first, you GMless hippies out there. <laughs> Was that book the player's manual or uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or first edition <laughs> D&D? <laughs> first rule. Do not trust the GM. They lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And then there's a, you know, awkwardly taped over it a very obvious printout that says the GM is trustworthy and friend computer only wants what is best for you all right yeah von's uh intelligence wisdom or charisma all work for finding tracking down your ideal sweater well we'll go with intelligence i'm shocked and i rolled or sorry yeah intelligence because that's prime but uh, i just rolled a Mm -hmm. four so uh four plus four is eight it's prime but you find this this was made by a pretty amateur knitter and it's kind of wonky and it's hard to comprehend exactly what you're seeing but it is what you were looking for so someone like familiar with the figure will squint and see what's going on but uh you might get to do some explaining to other people it's got a you know bad pixel art vibe (laughs) sure so it's it doesn't look inappropriate for the event no it just looks like it was made by someone who was uh, just getting started on their knitting game and maybe didn't have a pattern they were working with and weren't quite ready to improvise on that. Or level. like had a pattern, but didn't understand what like, a, like maybe a quarter of the stitches meant. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, figure stuff out later. I think it does in get the middle uh, of better. Knitting, what the hell's an eagle? <laughs> <laughs> I think it does get better as it goes on down the, the uh, item, but it never gets great. Someone uh, was learning on this one. For whatever it's worth, you do get it slightly cheaper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vons is always about a deal. So that's Vons. Vons is ready for the party. Woo! Oh, except for the... Um, Vons wants to uh, swing by his uh, his den to pick up a little extra something for uh, for green. Okay, you do that. Just probably a jar of like nail clippings or teeth <laughs> or something. Please. Oh my god. Please be less creepy than that. Oh my I realize god. this is non canon, but I struggle. I struggle oh to justify this relationship and this won't make it easier. <laughs> god. I don't know. It depends on whose well, teeth they are. 
How do you no, get more personal No, it doesn't. It doesn't that? matter whose teeth they are. Wait. <laughs> I don't know. If I got if I was given a jar of like, you know, animal fangs. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yes, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, but you're not yeah. a fox. Though. We, 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 uh, we will we will go over exactly what you got, Green. Please don't make it either of the things you just said <laughs> when you present it to her later, so you can think about what you've done and think about your <laughs> gift. Make a wise decision. Bad role player, get in your corner. <laughs> It was terribly good roleplay. This is a meta. Please don't. <laughs> I'm sure that there are um, fox folkian traditions of exchanging things of that nature, but older ones or uh, more archaic. If you want to go for it, I can't stop you, but I'm going <laughs> to let you know that you have inexplicably, magically, as if from God, succeeded on a wisdom check <laughs> to realize this might come off as fucking weird. <laughs> I could just hear green in in uh, in your voice uh just saying, "Yeah, this is um off-putting." <laughs> <laughs> just hands it back and walks away out of the party without saying anything. You never see her again. <laughs> she moves to the other side of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard for animals that have both of their eyes situated that way, pointy animals to walk backwards, but she manages it. She's a trained knight. She's got her footwork down. <laughs> but okay. You can do that if you want. I would encourage you to not. Well, you are no, no, thinking Von, about what Von's you're going to do. Vons will think about it, but uh, he, okay. he definitely stops by the den to find something. Absolutely. Nice. All right. So, uh, Grix, mm-hmm. you're wealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's in full swing. I am assuming right. you cooked for this. Yeah, we've been, I've I've been cooking for like three days. There are tons yeah, and tons of tons and tons of cake. One of the things that I've been doing on my downtime is um, I've been knitting waistcoats out of mycelium sink silk for Ooh. my parents, and I have just ratted them off. Okay, <laughs> four rats carry a single waistcoat. <laughs> I am also morally opposed to ugly clothes, and so I have knit myself. <laughs> Out of um, pearlescent mycelium silk, a white sweater with a single silver star over the left breast. And that is my ugly Christmas sweater because I am morally opposed to ugly clothes as the child of tailors. Uh Your GM would love to note the invitation did not say ugly. Well, it said bad. (laughs) So you are doubly not obligated to have an ugly piece of clothing. And there, I think I think you. you made it, I think you made it beautiful to win. If that makes sense. So yeah, there's there's tons and tons of food. There are there are appetizers and there are cakes and there are um, different kinds of breads and there's like four kegs of beer of differing uh-huh. qua- differing um, strengths and um, some mead. There's uh, mead. We, we've established that there's good good honey supply on the arcs. Mm-hmm. And there's probably also liquors made out of mushroom. So we're we're here for a good time. Both yes. of us have blown at least a hundred a hundred gold coin um, yeah. each on on this party. Yeah, damn. I imagine wealthy has kind of 
taken over the kitchen. Rix, are you helping with that, or are you getting the room set up? Getting the room set up and uh, working with the, uh, the, the few people that we've, like, bought stuff from. Like, you know, obviously we can't make all the food. Right. I know. Wealthy's doing her best, but... Yeah, there's, there's things I can't make. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm going out and purchasing all the, the, the side bits and... The chips okay. and dip. Yeah. Cool. And setting up the room. Yeah, and to clarify for the listener, we decided the Temple of Zandra has um, basically rentable event spaces as part of being the you know hearth and home goddess deal and maintaining apartments and all that. In part because uh, Grix and Wealthy probably decided it would probably be cruel to put people like Photios and Jaspar into a half-height apartment. But so funny. It would be so... Especially as many as we have. So I was funny. a little bit considering that, actually, because I was like... <laughs> How literally? How would Photios fit into the apartment? Yeah, crab walk. I think he'd have to. I think he'd have to like walk around. He'd have to lay down flat and just move around, uh, do an army crawl. You know, on his on his yeah, elbows. I, mm-hmm. I, I was considering doing a measurement to see if I thought he could sit off under a four foot ceiling. I don't think he can. Not with the horns. No, no. He'd have yeah, to be really careful great. just just doing an army crawl in there. He could do yeah. like a he could do like a sideways, you know, Burt Reynolds lay. And uh, and I'll tell you when when Grix oh and- oh. <laughs> oh my heart. <laughs> and when, oh wit. What? Oh, just <laughs> thinking about Photios <laughs> with the the sideways Burt Reynolds lay. It's good. It's very good. <laughs> When Grix and Wealthy were discussing it, uh, Wealthy had a had a very quick fantasy about how uncomfortable Photios would be, but then decided that that wasn't cool. But we're very proud of you for taking the high road. <laughs> so, Grix. Yeah. You're in the apartment. You know, it smells of everything Wealthy is cooking, uh-huh. which I imagine is delightful. Yeah. I'm a halfling. I can cook. But you're grabbing some stuff. Like, you'd stocked up some decorations that you're grabbing from the living room. Wealthy, you are cooking just all the things. A lot of stuff's right at the moment, you know, where you're timing, getting everything out and like making sure it cools on time and whatever. And there is a knock on your door. Grix, can you get that? Yeah, I got it. Ah, coming. All right. Grix, you open the door. Yep. Who's there? Two halflings and apparently very new waistcoats. Oh, no! Hey, Wealthy, what do your parents <gasps> look like? And what are their fucking names? Because <laughs> I oh, don't no! think I have those either. <laughs> God. Everyone needed a difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I know how much Wealthy loves her parents. And a terrifying theme on this podcast. <laughs> God. Okay, um, their names are James and Charlotte. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. Um, and being halflings, they look... They, we all look very similar. You know, we're we're kind of we're all kind of round and <laughs> and good natured and extremely healthy looking. Yeah, that's happens. Very hearty. And uh my my father has dark curly hair, my mother's is lighter. It tends towards very light around her face as she's starting to gray. And she wears it in the same style that I do in a in a single braid that a single a single very thick braid that drapes over her shoulder. And yes, they're wearing my new mo- the new waistcoats. Oh, hi, mom. Hi, dad. Oh, hi, hi. Well, well, 
Why are you here? Why? I'm so happy to see you. <laughs> Grix uh, uh, offers uh, to go is, get a this tea. Is, this is this is uh, this is my roommate Grix. Uh, we work together and uh, live together, but not like that. Just you know, because uh, we're both short. Yeah. So uh, Grix, uh, Charlotte takes your hands and goes, you know, it's so lovely to meet you. And to your question about why the hell they're here, James says, we had to visit our favorite daughter on the holidays, of course. You never come home now, so we thought we'd come to you. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, I'm so happy you're here. So how can we help? Oh, uh, let me get some tea. Uh, just, uh, just a second. I'll get you all some tea. Uh, uh, yeah, just, uh, just a minute. Back My a minute. father's the kind of person who would just say... Well, what kind of food have you got going? And just start taking over. Okay, yeah. Uh, your father's the one who asked and is now waiting for Grix to do what he's doing. I toddle off to get some tea. Also wealthy. Uh-huh. They brought bags. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh. To be fair, how- it is long enough from the other side of the mountain that, they that need usually to- you at least crash overnight wherever you're going. Um. Okay, well, I see you guys are, are planning to stay at least overnight. Um, let me take you into. Let me let me get your bags and and we'll. I'll take you in. You can stay in my room. I'll sleep out on the couch. Your, your dad starts going like, "Oh, we wouldn't want to put you in your mom's." Like, yes, that sounds great. No, no, no. Bustles, no, no, you guys. <laughs> Bustles aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're uh, you're getting them set up. Greg, making it check while you are yeah. making tea. Ooh, not good. Not good at all. Six. James also makes an in check. Okay, he actually rolls well enough. You're making tea, and James comes over and starts making pleasant conversation, and you notice him, you know, prop open the oven door, get some stuff shifted off the stove. <laughs> As mentioned, there is a lot of timing going on, and well, and he, he just also, left the kitchen, he, so... He also oh. has a tendency to 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 fix anything he thinks is is wrong, and I don't cook the way he wants me to. He wants... Okay. All right. In this case, I guess you don't know this, uh, but in this case, it was meant to be a stuff is about to burn. <laughs> okay. Because sure. you were right at the critical moment for like six things. Oh, sure. So he is actually helping. He is actually helping. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But yes, he is also absolutely the kind of dad where like they're visiting and then all your cabinet doors are straightened out. <laughs> like you didn't see them do it. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's like my dad. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, once we get back to the, the the others with the tea, I'm going to engage them in a hearty conversation with a lot of questions and quietly nudge Wealthy to uh, return to her focus. Yes, okay. Six, make a charisma check? Yeah. Yeah. 19. And that's prime for you, right? Yep. Yeah, wealthy. Uh, you've never seen anyone handle your parents this well. <sighs> Grix is nailing the level of conversation. He's asking all the right <laughs> questions. Hey, Grix, you get three free questions. You want to ask about wealthy's childhood? Ah! Ooh. Which I will make Kelly answer. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> what was wealthy's first word? Uh, my first word was cake. Okay, good. Uh. What embarrassing thing did Wealthy's first, like, grade school teacher praise her for in front of the entire class? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, 
how clean I kept my nails. Okay. All right. And uh, last question. Um, your parents had to, you got in trouble once, got into a lot of trouble once. It was the worst trouble that you'd ever been in. Again, this is you, so worst trouble could be pretty relative. <laughs> but your parents tell us about that. What, what, what did you do as a kid? One night during a lockdown, uh, we weren't as locked down as everybody thought, <laughs> and I was, I was six or seven, <laughs> and I decided that I wanted to see what was going on outside. No, oh, so sure. I went outside while everybody was. Having an impromptu party in the kitchen and living room, I snuck out the door and decided I'd go out and see what was going on outside and ended up falling asleep under a log because everything was a little bit scary and I didn't, I wasn't entirely sure how to get back home. So I ended up falling asleep under a log and my parents and everybody had to come looking for me and they were very angry. Wow. Sure. <laughs> All right. And then uh, Grix, I need you to make a wisdom check too. Okay. Oh, man, I'm rolling hot tonight. Uh, minus one. 16. All right. That's not a prime for you. But that nope. was pretty good. And also, uh, this is a little easy to pick up on during your longer conversation. You're getting a lot of, depending on the parrot, it's either gently prodding from different sides or being a little too direct about it. Questions about if Wealthy's seeing anyone. Like, <laughs> she's been looking. <laughs> And Wealthy's rolling her eyes a lot. At least one question that implies that Grix might be that person, which I think he probably answers completely obliviously. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think that's what it comes off as. Mom, I, I told you he's just a roommate. We're work friends. Technically, he's your boss. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, only only until we got Cog back. <laughs> Shit, how difficult do I want to make this? Um, <laughs> Kelly, roll a d12. D12. Ah, that would be a 12. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to decide if your mother was one of those people that would be like, but can men and women really just be friends? <laughs> and you oh, didn't Lord. roll a one. <laughs> thank you. My brain half barfed thinking about it, so. <laughs> also, it's the arcs. <laughs> Totally. Which I'll use as my flimsy justification for everything. Uh, okay. Rix has saved your ass and you're cooking. You do notice that things have been moved that needed to be cooled, but nothing has been derailed. But when you taste, you know, a soup that you're making, there is not suddenly more salt in it. Like I'm, I stick my head out of the kitchen and I say, thanks, Dad! Of course, honey, anytime. So, everything's ready. People got their sweaters. Grix, what's your sweater like? Okay, so since this is my tradition, I already have my sweater. You have like six, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the one I'm wearing is actually, it's my favorite holiday sweater. It has seams of pre-calamity ground, but they're okay. like they're like art from the 1920s about what dinosaurs were like. I'm so happy. <laughs> so it's like nothing's the right shape, like... <laughs> the shark is waddling across the land. <laughs> um, the sizes aren't quite right. Like, everything's a little fatter than it should be. I love it. I love it so much. The colors are all wrong. 
there's a lot more neons than there should have been. And are they particularly holiday themed, or is this just it's... bonkers ass? Oh God, please let it be like, please let it be like Victorian Christmas cards, where they just didn't know what Christmas cards were going to be like be- until <laughs> later. Uh, I... And so it's like giant frogs and like <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Kind of just has like you know, happy holidays or happy solstice written along the bottom, and that's yeah. just bizarre ass shit. Right. That sounds like an excellent sweater. Thank you. And now we cut to the actual party. Grix and Wealthy, what yeah. did you decorate this room like? Has a large fireplace and a big table and some like comfy chairs, but the rest of it's okay. up to you. So, so what I'm thinking is Wealthy has a tendency towards understated and monochromatic, and Grix does not. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. And so it is a combination of both of our styles. And and it works, but not necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um it's all it's all slapped together. It's not nothing's bad, it's just slapped together. Neither one of us is particularly happy with it, but there was a lot of compromise. Yeah. And we're both very good at compromise. If yes. there's nothing that we're not good at, it's compromise. Yeah, so um I think I think a lot of the decorations are, um, because obviously we don't have paper very much. We don't have much wood. Everything's decorated about four feet down. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Very ladders. height and down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wealthy has been knitting and crocheting leaf, fern, pine garlands. Okay. Since she was small. So there's, there's like 200 yards of it by now. Oh, and sure. it's just Jesus. festooned all over the room. Sure. There's also a lot of like pots and glass work decorations. Yeah, like painted and glazed and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Like whole centerpieces everywhere. And some uh, fresh plants that have been potted. Obviously, we don't do you know dead flowers because that's a waste. But We bring in some cheery looking stuff. Yeah, exactly. Any other details you want to throw in? Not for me. No, I think that's it. All right. Cool. So you all got the biggest room, I have decided. After the guest list, it still might be a little bit cozy. That's fine. So, there are a lot of people on this list. Yeah. What I would like to do is I'm going to just introduce them, probably not describe their sweaters unless you like talk to them specifically, either now or later. Sure. And I guess I'll just read down the list. Bonds and Aris can get there first, for pure convenience on my part. And then, if you all want to interrupt and say hey, I want to talk to this person kind of as they come in. We can do a short scene. And I think that would be good to break things up. Sure. Okay. Cool. So, in a weirdly characteristic move, Photios shows up first after Vons and Ericene. Ericene, like, you know, takes him aside and is like, hey, I'm so glad to see you. It's been, I've been like really busy, but I'm just... I'm just glad to see you. And I like, you know, give him a little kiss. Yeah. And he's like, Jesus Christ, what's that scar on your head? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) No. (laughs) I've healed. I I, I was, I was, I was joking. I'm sorry. (sighs) Oh, that scar. I thought you meant a new one. (laughs) Off camera, Ericene just got one of those badass across the eye scars. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's everything Aaron wants. You have no idea. But yeah, Fadios, you know, that he was glad to see you. Very much returns your kiss. 
I have to describe this particular sweater because I adore it. Go for it. So it's a, you know, a nice deep green base. It has some cable knit down like the sleeves and stuff, but on the chest of it, the cable knit has been reserved for the reindeer that are prancing along in rows on each level in full color. And Erisine, uh-huh. make an intelligence or charisma check. I will go for charisma. Uh, that is a six plus six is 12. Would you like to also roll intelligence? Sure, I primary. will. <laughs> That's a six plus three is nine. All right. Something's weird about this sweater a little bit, but you can't pin what it is. Okay. Like, it's fine. It's a functional sweater. Just something is tickling the back of your head. And not is just it the sweater. The, uh, and not just the lingering uh, scar tissue. Did you try Probably removing not, no. the tag? <laughs> would the rest of you like to make it in checks? <laughs> Actually, I would. Actually, yeah. Wealthy would get enormous bonus on this particular one, basically. Oh, God. That's going to be 11. I mean, it's a primary. And it's primary. Yeah, no, you're good. Success is 12. Lots of things are, you know, challenge level like zero or minus one. Uh-huh. So. Or lower. This is lower for you because this is exactly what you're around all the time growing up. You recognize the telltale signs of a sweater that was handmade and not for like a shop, including the fact that this fits Fodios. <laughs> uh huh. But like, yeah, this was knitted for him by someone. And I can tell that it's that it's a quality knit. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit wonky in ways like the full professionals wouldn't be, but in very minor ways and. It's it's well done. Okay. You know, journeyman level. Made with love. Yeah, very much so. Okay. So next up, we have Jaspar and Tilia showing up, who are carrying between them a keg. Erisine, please make an intelligence and charisma check <laughs> for what the deal is with this keg. <laughs> I rolled a... I I rolled a uh, 19 plus 6 on my charisma, and I rolled a 3 plus 3 on my intelligence. <laughs> well, all right. I think your charisma will get it. You're not sure exactly whose this is. This is definitely one of the kegs of beer that is saved for this season, or was brewed for this season. <laughs> by I'm one like, of the families. Who, who, which family is uh, hosting this year? It's not Ericene's family, I know no. that. Would it be like, would it be either Jasper or Tilia's family? Because I could it see is that. Not. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say it is the Robinsons, because I don't want to keep thinking about this. Okay. It's one of the human families who's kind of in on the game. Okay. And I think Jasper and Tilia come over to you, and Tilia especially looks excited. I'm like, that's a, that's a Robinson keg. And guess which one it is? Is it last year's? It's the one that's supposed to go out last. (gasps) (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god, how did you manage that? We, you know, stole it out the back. We we decanted a bunch of small casks for the servants. That was good. I should remember Tilly has a voice. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we, uh, you know, just... Came in, no one was really ready for anyone to be there, so they weren't paying attention. And uh, turns out it's stored in the back and you can walk out with it. Oh my god. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anyone get a keg out oh, of oh. somewhere. Oh, I see that oh. they've we got brought a two. keg and I come over and I say, <gasps> do you guys have 
Did you guys bring something to drink? Yeah, we brought, um, I mean, Aristin can probably fill you in, uh, but let's just say this is a very special beer that we should not have. Okay. Oh. Beer's so like, always special. Okay, so like every year at the Longest Night Ball, whoever's hosting, like, brews a bunch of like the special beer, whatever their special beer is. And that's like served all night. And then like one cask is always saved for the next time. <gasps> this is the next time. Yeah, You're kidding. Because this is the one where it's like it comes out at the end it of the night. It comes out at the end of the night. Oh my and God. It's, and it's like good luck for this to go out at the end and to share it with everyone in attendance, including like, you know, the staff and like the musicians and like, you know, anybody else who wasn't like specifically included in like the ball, you know. Huh. So That's like right. my sneaky ass little bitch happy friends fucking stole a keg. <gasps> oh, I'm so proud of you. And I like what? give them both like a, I give them both a hug, and I'm just like so. What's gonna happen? I'm just like so happy. What's gonna happen at the party though? I don't know. Fuck them. <laughs> don't worry. We worked with a few of the kitchen staff to hide shares for, you know, all the people, not us. <laughs> all right. Well, um, why don't you take it over there and set it up with the other kegs? Okay. Plus, like, by the time they serve it at night, like, that late at night, like, the only people who can really taste it are the, you know, are the people who haven't been drinking all night anyway, so. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. And uh, that's when the second keg that Tilia mentioned walks in. Shield does not need a second person to carry a keg. Shield! Shield just has it over one shoulder, carrying it with one arm. How... How have we established that S.H.I.E.L.D. like prefers to be addressed other than just as, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. or S.H.I.E.L.D. of the East? Do they enjoy, you know, familiar address or are we to treat them with the difference with which they deserve? (laughs) Yeah. Should we be like, you know, doing a little bow? Respectful, but not, you know, bowing overly formal language. So. Okay. I think Aristine's probably been around Shield enough off and on over the last little while um, because Shield is still staying with Jasper. Uh huh. Shield's still picking up things like all the changes in language and uh-huh. just everything. So they may be being a little more relaxed than they used to be about some of that stuff just to make space for other things. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have a lot to worry about. Um, Ericene will be respectfully familiar with S.H.I.E.L.D. then. Grasp, you know, forearms, that kind of thing. Yeah, they, they give you a good shake. <laughs> you brought the other keg. Uh, <gasps> so excited. I offered to bring two, but they said that may have been too many. No, that's that's kind of too many. It's, I mean, that would definitely be missed. <laughs> I'm just saying, I could have lifted it from across the room. We know S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> Six times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ericene is going to introduce Shield to Photios. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I need to roll something. 
All right. For two large muscular people, they are not uh, peacocking each other as much as you might expect. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Because you stopped and talked to them, they get descriptions now. Jaspar's sweater. It's kind of longer, goes down over the hips. It's very fitted. It's black with tiny white snowflakes scattered all over it. Tilia's sweater is pretty much the exact opposite of that. It is bright pink, a crop top, and it's covered with cheerful solstice candles with smiley faces on them. Wow, that's a lot. <gasps> I it love is. it. That looks, sounds like Tilia. But yeah, so that's Tilia's. And then shield, it's black. It no longer has sleeves because it's been turned into basically a halter top with a high neck and a very plunging like back. There's gold thread throughout it that traces an image of pine branches. Like, really tight. It seems like it should be long, but it's doing the almost crop top thing with people when they're wearing like, you know, low cut jeans or whatever, where it's showing like basically just the hip, like the top of the hips. Uh-huh. There appears to not be a shirt underneath given that it's a halter top in the back. And there is a big bronze colored bow on the back of the neck. Ericene, I'm just going to give this to you because you two have been around each other for long enough. Uh, you recognize this sweater, albeit that it is extremely <laughs> altered. This used to be one of Jaspar's. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It very much fits in with the, uh, you know, thoughty but functional theme of uh, all of Jaspar's family's clothing. Oh, I should clarify. This was a normal sweater the last time you saw it. Oh, I'm sure. It's just that S.H.I.E.L.D. is such an enormous person. Yeah. And I think you know, Tilia doesn't talk about it a ton, because I think she thinks other people find it really boring, but she does a lot of sewing and such, so. Mm-hmm. Probably the one who did an alteration. Mm-hmm. This has been Ericene's Friends Hour. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Everyone gets details. Mm-hmm. All right, now we get to the really, really fucking fun part of the list where we kind of bell curve on top of this is fucking weird. <laughs> you had a very low chance of this happening. Uh-huh. Hey, Ericene, is that your mom? Oh, no! <laughs> mom! Mom, what are you? How do you know? Oh, um. How do you know? Hey, sweetie. Rick's and um, wealthy. I'm not sure I do, but they sent me an invitation and mentioned you would be here and... I don't know, I just thought it would be nice. They also uh-huh. sent her a rather impressive gift basket to your grandparents. Ericene's face, like, drops at that suggestion, and she's like, Grix gives a thumbs up. What, <laughs> what kind of gift basket? Yeah, Grix, what kind of gift basket? Oh, uh, yeah, so there's, uh, there's some really good stuff in there. Uh, there's uh, some dried fruit and nuts, a lot of dried fruit and nuts. Um, there's uh, there's, there's uh, some, some art. I uh, found some little knickknack uh, uh, art that's really nice and pretty and uh, would look good on the, the mantle. And uh, I also um, never can never do without uh, without enough lubricant. So uh, I got some uh, <laughs> some good grease from the uh, from the maintenance shed. It, uh, it'll help with the doors, keep the doors from squeaking. Ericene just like yeah, a few other things stares at Grix like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wealthy gave them beanies. Yeah, I I knit I knit some really nice uh, I knit some nice hats. Yeah, <laughs> you know, keep them warm at night when they when when they're asleep. Arisen yeah. like turns to her mom and is like, Aramith goes, "Sweetie, give your mother a hug." And as you are hugging, don't worry, I took the card out. <laughs> 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 Thank, thanks, mom. 
any time. Uh. <laughs> you were doing so good. And then there was industrial lubricant. <laughs> well, I, I, I imagine that cobalt uh, knickknacks and art are uh, go very well on a uh, upper class uh, elven mantle. Right? Certain? Absolutely. 100%. It's like a popsicle stick sculpture. I love it. <laughs> that you give to... Uh, In the Met. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the upper crust... Uh, yeah, here uh-huh. you go, I made this for you. Ericene just sort of, like, wanders away to the <laughs> keg. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ericene's sweater is deep blue. It has snowflakes and icicles on it. Now comes the peak of my what the fuck. And both the invitation list and my rolls. <laughs> I said Mario Kart rules. Sure did. Nara walks in. <laughs> of course she does. Of course Nara is here. <laughs> With Arcturus. She got a plus one. Ericene <laughs> is still across the room with the keg and just finishes her beer and immediately pours herself another one. <laughs> Very fair. At least we don't have wounded this time. And I go up to Nara and I say, I'm so glad you could make it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we want to, you know, melt some bridges. Smooth over the, smooth over the, 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 the socialness. (laughs) I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Smooth over the socialness. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I have a high charisma. It came off sounding way better than that. It, it came off sounding adorable. I'm going to say that actually came off pretty well in terms of like, here's the exact reason I did this. It is a good reason. And I'm being awesome about it. Like, sure. But yeah, probably came off even better. And yeah, Grix is cute, which doesn't hurt anything. Yeah. I don't think I could get away with playing a character whose charisma is actually higher than my own. Hence Vaughn's. <laughs> I don't know. It's easy. Cause then I can say things and just be like, yeah, it sounded better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I allow it. <laughs> Wealthy, I think, appreciates the sweater. It's pretty classy. It's white, has a small ceremonial candle image on the shoulder of the left arm and a tree with no leaves on the right arm, like both on the shoulder. And it's just kind oh. of got a cable knit Celticish pattern on the front. Oh, that's a nice that's a nice sweater. Yeah. Um Arcturus, uh, I have questions and I'm the one who wrote this. <laughs> Quote Riotous geometric pattern made up of deep green, bright red, white, and black. It's a loud sweater. Whoa. Yeah. Was that in character, Kelly? Whoa. Yeah, just kind of... Whoa. The the bar's over that way if you guys want to get something to drink. There's plenty of uh, beer. Uh, that would be lovely. Thank you. Wealthy, make a wisdom check. Oh, God. It's not a high-pressure one. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, that's good, because I only got uh, an eight. Yeah, it's fine. People like beer. They'll see the other things. Also, don't worry. There was nothing negative there. It was extra detail available. But no. Okay, so I'm just going to keep going down the list and explain on our magically fast RSVPs who you invited, (laughs) dear God, and what (laughs) happened when they did not show up. And I'll just keep going in order and alternating. Yeah, go for it. Richard fucking Stanton did not show up. (laughs) That's probably a good thing. God, if he had shown up. Adam isn't done silence. <laughs> oh no, no. As soon as as soon as he like I could only imagine, as soon as he walks in, we roll for initiative. Uh, yeah, Kelly was saying how fun it would be to watch him and Nara pretend that they weren't about to just 
wouldn't be ready to kill each other at the drop of a hat. Um, yeah, you get a form letter that respectfully declines your invitation with no reason given. Like, Fine. <laughs> this is fucking movable type print. Yeah, I imagine Grix is a little bit relieved. Yeah, yeah, Grix is very relieved. Bob said they were busy and can't make it. Aw. Cedric the Dwarf just circled the no and sent it back. Uh, Julia was unfortunately busy. Aw. Aw. But she does send a regretful letter and sends a little gift for wealthy. Ooh. So it's a little bit different. It's probably like an apple with maybe still cloves in it. It's the equivalent of like when you get an orange and you put cloves in it so it smells really awesome uh-huh. and like use it as an ornament. It's that, but it's an apple, I guess, because there's no fucking citrus on the arcs. <laughs> or at least not affordably enough that she could have done this. But yeah, so you get a very regretful, I'm sorry, I can't make it. That's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're wealthy. <laughs> mm. Hang in there, buddy. Just to improve your day, your parents make their entrance now. Ugh. Your mom's sweater is cats wearing festive hats. <laughs> your dad's sweater is dogs wearing festive hats. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> do you want to point them in any particular direction or just let them mingle, which you know they can do? Yeah, they can mingle. All right. And next up, we got Alvin. We got May. They show up together. They're wearing matching sweaters that are red with pictures of wrapped presents on them. Oh my god. There is a third person who you do not recognize, who, given that he is holding Alvin's arm, you might have a guess about who invited him. <gasps> is the arm still attached Ooh. to Alvin? It is. <laughs> good, good question. Okay. Solid question. That, that's how you know it's working. working I mean, we don't know this guy, so. You don't. Um, shit, I forgot his name. The guy who played Mohinder Suresh on Heroes. He looks kind of like that, but shaggy and with a beard. Okay. So uh, his sweater is cream colored, has strawberries, cartoon strawberries that are wearing jingle bells, pulling a pine cone cart that has blueberry wheels. The cart is piled high with presents and resided over by an ant wearing a little hat. That's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. I was so proud of that. <laughs> I think that Alvin may obviously just beeline to you pretty much wealthy but we don't have to have a big conversation if you don't want either uh i am curious about this other person all right do you want to just ask directly or i guess you probably get introduced because yeah hi alvin hi may very pointedly looking at this other person i'm gonna mispronounce this because i tried looking at the pronunciation for this and got at least three different things (laughs) so i'm gonna go with um as heel which i think is wrong and we'll maybe correct at a later date remember this is non-canon suck it um can can you repeat that? Sorry, I I'm I No worries. Ezheel? It's E Z H I L. Okay. Yeah. And wealthy, he is very friendly, easygoing. Um kind of reminds you of Grix and his ability to just we are immediately having a chill friendly conversation. Okay. And yeah. Seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think Alvin starts muttering something about, you know, and we've been dating for a while and as he'll restates that much more clearly and less nervously. <laughs> sure. All right. Next up on the list, we got Professor Jenkins. Oh, I didn't even think about Professor Jenkins. <laughs> Weird. You invited him. I invited him. <laughs> Fair. Uh, red sweater, big white snowflake pattern, has his glasses, looks very pleasant, says hello. It's great. Unless you want to do something, I'm going to keep plowing along. Yeah, go for it. Cog couldn't make it. He's not feeling well enough. Aw. Oh, well. That's okay. Three people show up together. 
after that fuck i don't have my pronunciation guides for these i think i remember um Boleslav, yeah yarko and meadow yeah all show uh-huh. and you know her. thank you for inviting them and are happy to be here and beeline over to the beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> the beer is very popular it uh-huh. is also all the other drinks are there good place to start esmeralda pops in next her sweater's purple has an image of a hand lighting a candle with a match no, says hi and thanks for inviting her and I think probably goes and says hi to Photios and all that. Malyatin couldn't make it, said that she had to run the shop. Sure. Glitz couldn't make it. He literally wrote work, sad face. Sure. On the RSVP. Zyker's there. Yay! And this is a sweater that only Grix will get because it's a stylized scroll image that says grievances on it in Draconic. Mm-hmm. And underneath it, still in Draconic, says none because you're great. Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah, she's she's real happy to be here. That's a great sweater. Sacred, my favorite golden dragonborn. So we're almost to the bottom of the list. Thank Christ. <laughs> Green comes in with Alara and someone you don't recognize. Oh. Green sweater has a like image of a hearth on it and it has stockings, you know, above it. Alara is wearing a shoulderless deep green sweater. Which hmm. If you look at it right, it has a pattern of red ribbons on it. And Wealthy definitely gets this. Ericene gets it whenever she ends up looking. That is a flattering cut. Or rather, the um, flattering cut, but more importantly for this case, those red ribbons, if you actually bother to follow them with your eyes, extremely flattering in terms of the implication of the body underneath it. I'm not describing this well, but hopefully you get it. <laughs> they're, they're at key points. Yeah. Yeah. They're suggestive. They are. And then the other person with them is uh, Lakshmi, who gets introduced to both of you as um, they are one of the other members of Defended Delves. Oh, okay. They have a like butcher Mindy Kaling vibe in terms of look. <laughs> okay. White sweater with a cartoon dragon on top of a horde of presents. And um, they do introduce themselves to you, but it is actually going through green because it's using um, a sign language. Of, hmm. There's a few on the arcs, but Green is basically running interpreter for it. Says it's very lovely to meet all of you, and that they've heard things, good <laughs> things, interesting things. Green, yeah, we're signs back for a second, and they work out <laughs> where this is going. <laughs> and I cool. think when uh, Vons gets introduced, the subject of hearing that apparently those uh, cephalopods tasted pretty good comes up. Uh. Vons Green says hi to you and gives you a little kiss. A hug, all good stuff, and asks how your holiday's been going so far. So, so Green is wearing a sweater yeah. that has a hearth with stockings on it. So I assume that uh, that stockings are are a thing. Yeah, at least for some groups. And also, I forgot to mention that uh, Green is also wearing a little green slouchy knit cap with space for her ears to stick out. Oh, ah! <laughs> green sounds adorable. Yeah. So Green's not doing the, she doesn't do, is there a name for the Krampus-like character that Vons has on his sweater? It is saying, the Foxfolk Krampus-like character in a monotone voice. Ian did not have time to come up with a name for it yet. <laughs> okay. But but there's stockings on the, on the mm-hmm. so is she a fox in socks? Did did we achieve peak Susian? She is not wearing socks, no. Oh, okay. Shoot. 
I think you actually know that the uh, the stockings tradition came from quote unquote borrowing other people's stockings. Oh. It was considered good luck back in the day. Okay. It so, got Fox Folk a bit of a rep and is now actively discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Oh, this that is like is pre-launch cute. back in the day. All right. So, uh, yeah, Green's bringing the cute to this party. Yeah. So, yeah, Vons is very excited to see her, as, as I imagine she can, she can tell. Yeah. But he's uh, too excited and... Uh, and there's so much going on around him that he uh, he wisely just smiles at her instead of blurting some kind of nonsense because he mm. can't think of the appropriate thing to say. Or maybe that's a thing he should roll for. I don't know. Just knowing whether or not to shut up. Nah, I like it. Mons is learning. <laughs> it's a good character arc. I like it. Yeah. Figuring your shit out. Um, and Green kind of leans in and goes like, no worries, I got it. And kind of, you know, takes your paw and you head out and do party things. Okay. Except for the fact that walking in is Clive. Clive, if oh, I remember and- right, and everyone else remembers right, is Badgerfolk and is wearing, it's actually a very nice gray sweater. It has kind of a nice snow scene across it. And it's getting a little threadbare, but it looks nice. Is Clive and... An- modeled after an american badger or a european badger oh that's a very good question (laughs) uh european badger clive walks in a very kind of deliberate it's not stompy but it's the non-loud version of stompy way says you know uh, you know ah thanks for inviting me um grex right sorry boss invited me and oh yeah apparently he's over there yeah is is that the vixen he went on a date with i don't know a month or two ago does Grix notice when people are going on dates with each other? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wealthy, you're still standing close enough. You can also intervene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vons is over there. Uh, glad you glad you could come and uh, uh, make yourself at home. And uh, yeah. And uh, you, you had a question about uh, about Green. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. just curious. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's been dating Green. Good. I'm glad that worked out. I. Did he tell you about uh, some of his plans for his first date? Uh, he's told us about a lot of his plans at different times. So uh, probably not specifically the ones you're talking about, but we get the gist. Uh, let's just say I introduced him to what a brush is. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. fair. Good guy. Uh, from what I hear from the bits he remembers or is willing to disclose when I see him. Glad you all are watching out for him because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I gotcha. Yeah, they're uh they they've been happy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think they've been happier than not. We all think good thoughts for them. Yeah. That that sounds about right. Well well thank you for filling me in on the gossip. Yeah. And he heads off. And last but not least, Curiosity shows up. Curiosity has brought competition for the crop top sweater game. Oh, yes. Also, there's those are some very festive leather pants. You didn't think they made leather pants with uh, suggestively placed bows, <laughs> both physical and patterned. You love suggestively placed bows. The, the, the other one was on the back of someone's neck. <laughs> I guess there was for Alara's. I meant to imply it was like, you know, a ribbon kind of flowing around the, oh. the sweater. Oh. 
So like it implied body lines. It wasn't just like I, I didn't. Here are my tits. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's yeah. So, yeah. I I, I kind of liked it, and then we moved on. But I feel I feel the need to clarify. <laughs> Before before Aerosene goes over to greet Curiosity, she's going to like nudge Photios and be like, I invited him to try again. See, Jasper might like to uh, revisit situations. She like kind of like looks uh, at Photios and is like, what do you think? Aerosene, make a wisdom check. Not charisma? Not for this. You're reading someone's face. I rolled a 16, or I rolled an 11 plus 5 is 16. Okay. It's pretty good. And I mean, Photos is using words at you, which drops the uh, challenge level significantly. So he uh-huh. asked, what do you think? Yeah, I asked, what do, you, what do you think? I mean, still not sure it's our business? I mean, it doesn't hurt to, like, you know, nudge, though, does it? It's not like I locked them in a, in a room together and said, fuck or die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean don't deny it's something you were thinking about everybody's favorite new reality show <laughs> oh that's like an entire fan fiction genre my friend <laughs> uh well maybe it'll work I don't know also someone, like curiosity is a nice guy up. Yeah, but if someone kept putting me in a room with my ex, I mean, granted, that's more complicated, but I wouldn't be thrilled about it. But also, as long as you leave it totally up to them, whether they're getting pushed together, I think it's okay. Well, I'm not going to like have a repeat of, you know, some of the shit I said during, you know, truth or dare. That was going too far, I think. Yeah, not doing that again is probably a good choice. Anyway, I will go over now and say okay. hi to Curiosity. Be like, how's it going? You made it. I'm so happy. Yeah, really excited to be here. It's wow, that's a lot of people. I know. I it's like I mean, lockdown was crowded already. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, at least we're not in, you know, the 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 short ceiling department. You kind of that squints. would have been just kind of too much, especially in sweaters. Yeah, even I have trouble with the short ceiling apartments sometimes. Depends on how short. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, a uh, human part made me a little taller than is comfortable usually for those. Oh! Curiosity isn't tall, but... Oh, okay. I think uh, established he's four foot something? Higher end of four feet. So yeah, he's not super tall, but tall enough that a four or five foot ceiling wouldn't be great. <laughs> he's like four inches... Shorter than me, so yeah. And yeah. So especially for you two, you're pretty much the same height, functionally speaking. Like. Yeah. Erisine's like, well, I'm glad to see you. Uh, Jasper and Tilia and Shield all managed to uh, rescue a keg of the special fancy asshole uh, rich people beer. <laughs> From what I understand, that sounds fantastic. So I'm gonna go check that out. Really good. <laughs> and Erisine, like, kind of, you know shakes her cup a little bit just to be like very exciting <laughs> curiosity goes over oh. and thinks you know greeks and wealthy for oh go ahead Aracene brought her one bottle of rouladrin dope saving it for later in the evening or putting it out now 
I will put it out now because uh, Aaron wants to be a chaos agent. <laughs> Very proud of you. And I will remove that from my character sheet. <laughs> and just because. Curiosity's sweater is it is a crop top, bright red. It's not really big on the knitted and pattered thing. There are jingle bells on his breasts. <laughs> nice. Little, you know, little like circle with, you know, six jingle bells attached or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, the pants are black, except they're um, side tie pants. Red bows all the way up. And ah, one wonderful. For, you know, bringing it together in the center. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. Gotta, uh, just chef's kiss. Just <laughs> chef's kiss. I love designing everything Curiosity wears. <laughs> uh-huh. And everything Jaspar wears, honestly. Yeah, Jaspar's fun. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah. We did it. Cool. So it is now time for dinner, which we are mostly going to gloss over, except... Hey, Grix. Yeah. How does this airing of grievances thing work? Okay. So uh, uh, it's it's pretty simple. I don't want to make too much of a deal out of it. Uh, but uh, you... Uh, in Cobalt Society, since we all live so close to each other, uh, you... Uh, yeah, you're polite all year long, and yeah, you try not to to make too many waves. But uh, at uh, at solstice, you you take a moment to to let people know if there's something that's really bothering you and needs to be worked on. And it's a uh, it's a sign of trust and it's a sign of uh, closeness because yeah, you wouldn't do this to somebody random, right? Uh huh. And uh, yeah, you uh. It can be it can be in the group if it's lighthearted and funny. Like Uncle Stop Eating All the Pickled Eggs. <laughs> that could be a that could be a funny group thing. But uh if it's something more uh, personal or uh or serious or whatever, uh it's it's best done private. And uh then you you give a gift to uh show no hard feelings and uh bring it all together. So yeah. That's uh, that's the tradition. All right. So this comes up to what you all want to do. I'm limiting the number of these for extremely obvious reasons, <laughs> like not being here for six hours. Fair, fair, very fair. As much as it would be interesting and bizarre to find out what beef like Grix has with Clyde. <laughs> uh... Now, again, it's a closeness thing. Yeah, it's, it's voluntary. And yeah, so um, given that you're dealing with different cultures, you all have different approaches to this and... At least for Ian, that sounds super fucking stressful. Oh yeah, and I uh, don't feel don't feel obligated at all to take part. This is kind of happening throughout dinner. Yeah. How do you avoid the uh, "we need to talk" vibe? Is my big thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it. I mean, t- to some extent, there is that, uh, but it's like, yeah, I got your gift for you. So they're kind of a lighthearted overtime. Yeah. All right. All of you get two to three. Oh God, that's so. That's so many. <laughs> That, that is as many as you get at maximum. Yeah. And okay. they're all going to be short. Ideally. <laughs> and would you like to do a group one as a party? Or do you want to just have it be between individual party members? Probably just individuals. Okay. I don't even know what a group thing would mean. Yeah. So you'll have to do one with it. At least one with another party member. And uh, then you can do one or two with NPCs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> if the spirit... Moves you. The spirit will not move Aracene because she's basically just like 
no, like I just, I just tell people when I have problems with them. And everyone sure. should do the same for me. When you say like, you know, I just tell everyone what I think and everyone should do the same to me. I think you get a side glance from Jasper. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I roll my eyes a little bit. Just like, sure. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Grix, yeah, Grix, show them how it's done. Yeah, Grix, Grix will, Grix will start. Um, let's see. I'm gonna start with somebody who. I'll, I'll pick Zykra, just to show how it's done, because I know Zykra won't be bothered. You said people were doing this. Was it like literally just off to the side? Is it in another room? Like yeah, where, wherever. I mean, you know, the party splits up and people are mingling in twos and threes. And oh, I figured this was. Uh, I guess Dinner can just be kind of walking around plates yeah. and such. All right. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. You don't okay. do this, yeah. like, during dinner. Right. Okay. Yeah. Zykra happily goes with you into a corner. Hey, Grix, what's up? Yeah, Zykra, yeah, you know, uh, I, uh, glad you've been staying on the straight and narrow, uh, after, uh, you and, uh, uh, Clitz were down in the tunnel there, and, uh. I still maintain it should have worked, but yes. <laughs> yep, yep, nope, gotcha, gotcha, uh. I think uh I know I noticed that uh you know sometimes when you're uh you're at the bar you uh you don't tip super well and uh the bartenders uh you know they they got they got a lot of hard work to it they they're doing look at Esmeralda over there look at how tired she is she had a long night last night I don't know I got nothing <laughs> no no that's, that's that's solid oh yeah yeah that's a good point actually I started taking classes over at one of the colleges but i can i can swing a little more copper thanks Griggs. yeah uh this isn't gonna matter anymore but you used to snore really loudly oh yeah no uh sorry thanks i'll uh say, that's the... all i got you kind of bailed me and clits out of a tight spot so yeah thank I got you the, for that i got the nose drops now bonds <laughs> hooked me up thanks yeah let's see seems like a qualified alchemist so that's good yeah really good nose drops and you exchange gifts. Yep. You can feel free to keep that as abstract or detail as you want. Yeah, I, yeah uh, bonbons. I think you pretty much get the same thing back, actually. Like, Sweet. It's like her knows how this goes. Yeah. If you don't give edible gifts, they tend to pile up real fast. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to do anyone else? Yeah. Uh, uh, wealthy. Uh, wealthy, uh, I, got, I got your gift for you. Uh, got a moment? Sure. I got, I got a minute. My heart. Cool. So, uh, <laughs> so, so, Wealthy, uh, I've noticed you've been, uh, you've been kind of bummed lately. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but, uh, uh, you, you should probably talk to someone about it. And <laughs> let your feelings out. And, uh, they could be, they could be good to, you know, clear up whatever's, whatever's going on. And it doesn't have to be with me or whoever, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's your gift. Uh, since uh, since your your staff got uh, uh, blown up when uh, it uh, saved me, uh, I got you a, a new staff. Oh, uh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. It's real wood. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it's got carvings with uh, with some magical formulas on it. So it's uh, it's like a. I mean, I'm no. I know you're not in school anymore, and. Uh, they probably wouldn't let you use it anyway because it'd be cheating, but uh, it's kind of like a kind of like a cheat sheet. Oh well, that's really cool. Thank you. And I pull out a um, 
small package and hand it to him. It's a uh, it's a scarf. <gasps> Ooh. For when you're down in the um in the uh, tunnels and it's it's kind of getting cold. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And um, Vons's drops really did a good job on the snoring. Ah, thanks. <laughs> 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 so, Grix, that was your count. Unless you got something you really, really, really want to do. Uh, no, that's that's uh, that's everything I got for for the airing grievances. I got some more gifts, but uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Vons, you want to air grievances with anyone? Um, thinking as Vons probably, but Vons isn't going to know the difference between airing of grievances and soapboxing. <laughs> that's fair. Mm. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. That's, that's on character for him. <laughs> he's okay. So he's, he's going to do like an awkward thing. He's going to like kind of stomp up to Nara, assuming that I don't even know exactly what he's going to say. Probably means he doesn't either. But he's just going to like kind of stomp up to her and um She uh sees you stomping and moves to a corner of the room. You know, isn't <laughs> escaping you just let's go to the side on this one piss. Yeah. Right, right. Backing up a bit. Also, you know, not having this conversation in the middle of a crowd. Yeah. Vaughn's probably has that look on him. Yeah. Like he has actual grievance, although he doesn't necessarily know how to how to word it or or whatever. And he, his his frustration is primarily at uh, just market balance and that sort of thing. <laughs> so so, what do you say? It's not like the uh, it's not like the guy who runs BRTels is here for Vons to get mad at. So he's just going to find his like closest analog. Yeah, <laughs> he's just going to like kind of point a bit. And say, mm, economics, bad. <laughs> I raise a beer and say, yeah. Sorry, you said economics bad. Yeah, just or, okay. I heard decanomics pointing at her specifically, like so so that yeah, so that she is certain that this is about her economics and how bad they are. That's fair. How. how be nicer. He doesn't know how to put it better. Yeah, yeah. So yelling economics pointing and then saying be nicer is Bonds mm-hmm. half of this, which I deeply appreciate. Yeah, yeah. He didn't he obviously did not have time to to write this down. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, good job. Well well good good try. <laughs> I'm gonna say, well, no, I'm sorry, Vons, but kind of have to do what I do, but I understand your complaint. <laughs> Suppose I'm supposed to have a grievance with you. Yelling at people in the middle of parties is rude. I've got nothing. <laughs> it, it was that whole thing in my distillery was kind of weird, but I don't know what you're talking about. about. I had nothing to do with that. Also that. <laughs> All right. You exchange a gift. Bonds, do you have anything for Nara? <laughs> As I stall for time while I think of something Nara would give you. Oh, Vons had Vons had no awareness of of this moment coming up with the with the gift exchange. I don't think he understood how this worked. So uh, I'm sure he's got like a little pouch of of something horrible, but probably thinks, oh, 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 no, I know what he does. He uh, he gives her a fresh pack of his uh, homemade fur swabs. 
they're reusable. Oh, with the glue, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, she says, and face is very carefully neutral, and she gives you something back. It's a nicely made little pin made of, like, you're guessing it's gold. It's probably a plating, but it's gold. Huh. It's gold in color and reasonably heavy. Yeah, and it depicts uh, depicts the mountain, kind of the same symbol that Aaron was mentioning earlier, like the abstracted. Oh, like it's a logo. Kind of, yeah. Go mountain! <laughs> Woo, mountain. Thank you for the gift, and I hope you enjoy that. And she heads off. Anyone else you want to air a grievance with, Vaughn? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I know one would think that he would want to air a grievance with, um, Ericene, but I, I think they, they've spoken enough and Ericene would rather he just say it anyway. And I think they have that understanding. Uh-huh. Oh, who else is at the party though? Uh, no, no. I Think of every NPC you've ever seen. I think Vaughn's uh, feels <laughs> more guilt than he does grievance over just about everybody except for uh, Nara. Yeah, just about everybody except for her. I think he feels more guilt than grievance. Aw, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? Two of the three... Two of the three grievances we've seen so far have had to do with, like, major depressive things. <laughs> well, they are grievances. Are we okay? Yeah, it's the area of grievances. After this, it's chill the, the, and fun. God, it's like Cobalt. The players uh, are the characters. <laughs> traditions are just not respected around here. <laughs> I'm not going to go over all the NPCs and figure out combinations. There are other people doing this. Yeah, sure. People notice that Alara and Green are doing it because they break out laughing as they're giving each other the gifts. Aww. It, it would be very much a Vonzian behavior to try and overhear some of these. All right. Uh, is there anyone particularly interested in overhearing, or should I just random roll some people? Does in? he hear anybody yelling? Well, let's, uh, let's do Wealthy's airing of grievances and come back to that in case there's yelling oh, there. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, Wealthy, who do you want to air a grievance with? Um... I am not touching Erisene with a 10-foot pole. No, I'm going to drag... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to drag my parents. Well, I don't really have a a grievance to air. It's not her fault. It's just the way it is. You have plans for the Harvest Festival instead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking into all all the arcane magic. (laughs) But I will drag my parents aside. Okay. Oh, God. They are dragged. They were talking, I think, with Aramith and Zoop, you're off. I've already, we've already exchanged gifts. Okay, yeah. They've, they've already received my gift, so that's it. Um, and I will, oh God. <laughs> um, Mom, Dad, I'm not going to get married. I am not going to provide you with grandchildren. I'm sorry. <laughs> How do they react to this? Uh, make a charisma check. Oh God. And a wisdom check. Okay, my charisma would be 24, and my wisdom would be 11. Okay. Sorry, your charisma was what? 24? Yeah. What's your charisma bonus? No, I'm sorry. It would be 22, not 24. I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay, so you're looking 19 or something? Yeah, I got a 19. Shit. Good roll. 
As I continue to try to decide how horrible of a person a wealthy's mom is based off previous implications and description. (laughs) I get the impression it's not great. It's not so much she's horrible. It's just that she's very... Would oppressive be a fair term? She wants me to be happy, but she's really got a very traditional view of happy. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, and I think I figured out exactly what she says to this little airing of grievances where you say, you know, I'm not getting married, I'm not going to have kids. Like, oh, sweetie, you think that now, but I'm sure you'll change your mind. (laughs) Oh, no! God, I got bingoed! Oh! (laughs) I'm so glad this resonates with people that are not me. My parents ever listened to this. You're great. You didn't do that. <laughs> Nor did mine. Uh, but I just. It's out there. Yeah. It's but known. It's, it's, it's a thing. Oh, God. It's a fucking trope for a fucking reason. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to turn bright red and just make some gurgling noises in my throat and then turn around and walk away very quickly. That is fair. Is that how halflings growl? (laughs) (laughs) Just kind of gurgle aggressively. (laughs) All right. So, uh, Vons, I think you hear strange, amazingly (laughs) loud, incoherent gurgle noise is one of the things. Um, Wealthy, were you going to talk to anyone else or is that your... uh... No, that was was pretty much the limit of what I can talk about right now. All right. And that's probably really valuable information for Vons, who is probably oblivious to the notion that well, if he had any kind of problem with her parents. <laughs> uh, Ericene, Photios is pulling you aside. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? I know what's happening, and I have anxiety, which is fucking great. Ericene's like, yeah, what's, yeah, what's up? I mean, I mean, grievance is like a strong fuck. What is Photios' voice? We're two NPCs. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> Surfer bro. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big grievance. Um, just something I noticed and then other stuff happened. I'm not going to pry, and I know you've got something going on, including the fact that on our first date, I think you miscounted the number of lives you listed. Uh-huh. And, I mean, you don't have to ever tell me, but it would be good to know. To, to know what? Well, I mean, apparently he disappeared for, like, over a week. Um, yeah. I don't think they teach you knife skills in finishing school. (laughs) Ericene's, like, biting her lip and, like, looking away and, like, figuring out how to tell her boyfriend or whatever he is to her now literally anything um she's like okay i um okay all of that makes sense i get it um and i'm yeah i'll i'll tell you but just not here and now is that okay that's absolutely okay like Uh. the next time that i see you I'll tell you. I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Okay. I guess I should, probably should before we get, you know, very much further anyway. Because that'll probably 
make you decide whether you want to keep seeing me, probably. Which probably tells you a lot more than <laughs> you thought that you were going to know just from that. And she, like, kind of, like, looks up at him. She's got her arms crossed across her, like, chest at this point and is like, yeah, that probably tells you some of it. You look somewhere on the spectrum of sad and worried. Uh-huh. Yes, I do. Or no, I was saying Photios does. Oh, yes. Ericene looks somewhere on the spectrum of scared and worried also. Uh, I said sad and worried for Photios, yeah, but same difference. Let's see. I think he just goes. I mean, it's obviously going to be big, but don't count me out just yet. Okay. That makes sense. She nods. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to tell me? Oh, God, this is a terrible idea. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't have any grievances with you. I mean,. So far, everything's been sort of exactly what I want, and I'm sure that that can't last perfectly, because at some point we'll stop being 100% polite and, like, all sweetness and chillness with each other, but, you know, I'm really happy to have gotten to meet you and have the time together that we've had and she like smiles really really like really genuinely he goes uh yeah me too and kisses you quite deeply <laughs> i will kiss him back quite deeply hooray <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add to that conversation um oh i was gonna give him his gift yeah uh, i was gonna ask about that I got him a couple of silver horn caps. Ooh, that's cool. I like it. Uh, that have like a filigree sort of a pattern on them. Oh, like a lacy sort of a filigree uh, pattern to them. And they kind of go like further down the horn than anything that I would have seen him wearing before. Yeah. I'm like, I got you these. I saw them and I was like, oh, those are really, those would look like really cute on him. These are gorgeous. Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Well, first off, I might as well use this opportunity. I need to uh, pass one of these off to you. And he gives you, um, I mean, we know there's not a lot of paper on the arcs, so it wouldn't really be made of paper, but it's made of like linen. Okay. And really wonky. It is the arcs equivalent of a Santa hat. And uh, he goes... Yeah, Alpita made a bunch of these in school. And oh my god, I love it. Oh. And she, like, immediately puts it on. He, he kind of goes, oh, thank god. And he puts, pulls another one out of his pocket and put, puts his on. Oh. I, I promised her I'd wear it. And Oh, I love it. Oh, tell, give her a hug from me. I can do that, yeah. Tell her I love it. Okay, I'll pass that on. She'll be happy to hear it. Um, and I got you this, and he gives you a um, little box with a necklace in it. It's uh, it's like a leather cord. Mm-hmm. The necklace itself appears to be like a carved hardwood. I think it's not really depicting anything. It's just kind of this really intricate, like wrapping around itself, three-dimensional shape made of 
individual lines. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Photios. Oh. Oh my god. Seemed like it'd be nice on you. And Ericene's gonna put it on like immediately. I'm gonna say I think seeing that he will put your horn caps on immediately. She'll kiss him again. Just as deep as he gave to her. Alright. And that's where we will cut that scene. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, no worries. Not that I wasn't enjoying it. No, it's, it's just... good. It's just, you know, I don't like to Yeah. I don't like to linger on the making out. Yeah. Um looking at my list of NPCs. I know what's gonna happen. Well, if it's a little bit later. God. These groups are kinda, you know, winding down as far as like Grix, I think you have a really good sense of like what side conversations are airing of grievances and uh-huh. what side conversations are not. Yeah, totally. Oh, and actually, Vaughn's real quick. Bah. Make a listen check. Did you say a listen check? A uh, listen check, but it's based on wisdom and it's basically just a wisdom check for you. Right. So we are adding three to a roll of 16, 19. Okay. And you got a plus two because this is hearing related. Given that you were trying to eavesdrop, I think you hear that conversation between Erosine and Photios. Okay. Do I hear all of that conversation? Um, let's find out together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You hear 94% of the conversation, according to my die roll. So then... So, yes, everything. You miss a couple, like, articles or whatever. <laughs> right. And, uh, that... So do I capture the the tone that uh, Ericene took when she felt caught? I think with that high of a check, yes. Okay. It might even be one of those things where you were just like milling around and you're like standing directly behind Photios and because he's enormous, he blocked you out of view. And like no one noticed. <laughs> yeah. Just, there's, you know, Man, he has, Vons has caught like the eavesdrop of like several conversations that yeah. Erosine has had with Photios. That's sort of interesting, actually. He has like a clearer picture into their relationship than I think anybody else in the group at this point. Fair. Or or should if he weren't so um, <laughs> if he if he understood daft. relationships at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. But what what I think he does gather from this because of Erosine's tone is that uh, well and uh, and Photios's tone would be that there's something to be worried about. I don't think he pulls out of mm. this any like specifics about, or, or does he? Um, that conversation, I would have to re-listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I think you get the gist of it. There's uh. some variety of troubled waters ahead, although given that they then kissed a bunch at the end. You're, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm certain that know. they're fine, like as a, as a they. Yeah, yeah. What I, I think what... Uh, okay, it was more... Yeah, the... the um, the Erosine nightlife, or uh, several nights worth of life. There, there's something to be worried about. Is I think what Vons is pulling from that. Uh-huh. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna move on to a wealthy airing of grievances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, wealthy, it's your dad. <laughs> oh God. Gently pulling you aside. Oh no. This is bad. <sighs> Shit, how's I doing this place? Um, so is there anything you'd like to tell me first? Just, I don't know. No? No, <laughs> I don't have anything really to tell you. I'm just, all I was telling you and mom is, I am not, I, I am not 
going to give you a a, a son-in-law and 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 a and a and a baby and and I'm not coming back over to the woods. I'm 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 building my life here and I'm going to stay here. And honey, that's very fair. Um, <laughs> okay. Try to look vaguely upset. <laughs> bear with me here. Your mother sent me over to be mad at you about that whole previous thing. You're an adult, you can make your own decisions, and frankly, her whole thing about this is getting on my nerves at this point. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but don't worry about anything from me. It took a while. Took a lot of time, actually. I know. Sorry. Uh, but through my head now. <laughs> kind of knocks on his head. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dad. Um, I d- uh, really, when, when I have something to tell you, I'll tell you. Yeah, we, we just worry about you. But that's on us, not on you, so... And I appreciate that, too. Just, you know, take care of yourself. Right sometimes. Okay. Rats go stray sometimes. <laughs> it's a long way to the other side of the mountain. And there, and believe me, I've seen what go, what, some of the things that are under the mountain. And I know why rats go astray sometimes anymore. Honey, remember that word you're the druids who speak to the rats. I don't know all the details. They're apparently very careful about not going astray. <laughs> but I understand. And uh, he gives you a hug. And I hug him back. Let's see. I think they already gave you your gift. Uh, I. They probably gave me my gift when I aired my grievance, but we didn't talk about what it was. You mentioned exchanging gifts earlier, and I think because they'd already gotten yours, they might have given you yours. Mm-hmm. Like pre-party. Yeah. Because they didn't know about the airing grievances thing, really. It's really, really nicely made socks and underwear. Ooh. <laughs> Got that modal fabric. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy modal. <laughs> it wicks. Yep. And uh, Vaughn, do you even want to try to overhear that conversation? Um, yeah, I think so. Well, for at least the reason that this sounds very much like the exact opposite of the conversation Vons would be having with his parents. Like, son, we want you to get out of the woods. (laughs) (laughs) We want to know you're okay. We want to know roughly where you live. (laughs) Hear from you ever. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Roll a wisdom check. Give yourself a plus two on top of your level bonus. Ooh, I only rolled a six on that one, so six plus nine to the eleven. Yeah. Simple math is so hard. They're talking a little too quietly. Yeah. And uh, you are next to Curiosity and Tilia have started getting a little deeper in their cups. They're talking kind of loudly. Oh. Not about any grievances, just... So Vons is aware that he's next to Curiosity? Sure, yeah. I think, I think you were kind of wandering past the, the halfling conversation and then like went, there's a bunch of noise. Oh, it's Curiosity and Tilia like right next to me. So sure, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Let's let's slink away from Curiosity. <laughs> Get on the other side of um of Photios's leg again. Sounds like the safe place to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make a second wisdom check. Okay. Uh nine plus three twelve. Yeah. Cool. It's party. 
All right. So that's the airing of grievances. Various things happen in the background because we're running long. Mm -hmm. Let's see. I think the last two things are the white elephant or white elephant event and the actual sweater contest. Uh huh. So everyone for me, roll a d10. Okay. <laughs> white elephant gift. Go for uh, roll for initiative. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Four. One. Five. You all got so close together, even on D10s. Let's see. So, white elephant happens. It's kind of chaotic. Bonds? Uh. Describe what a five out of ten, to ten experience during white elephant is and what you ended up with. Oh. Um... So five out of ten sounds like it's something that's actually kind of nice, but does not associate to me directly in any way. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, like really good pants <laughs> that just aren't made for a dog-legged character with a tail. That makes sense to me. Sure. Solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what happened was there were a couple of uh, stealing of your original gifts and then... You ended up with pants. <laughs> <laughs> like they are nice pants though. Like good, good quality yeah. pants. You can use them in your uh, guard bribery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, who got a four? I got a four. Uh, wealthy. What does a four out of 10 look like for you? For my, for the old font? Yeah. Like what do you end up with? <sighs> as we slowly slide down the quality scale of white. <laughs> <laughs> And or did anything vaguely irritating happen during all of the passing around? Um, Photios looked at me and pulled. It was it was being passed around. Photios looked directly at me, put it down in front of him, took the one that he was going to do, and passed it on. So I ended up with whatever Photios gave passed out, and it's this hideous little coffee cup with a. <laughs> Be mine on it, uh, with uh, and, and it's a it's a heinous handle that's that's shaped like a bee holding on to the cup, and it says "Be mine" on it with a honeycomb, and it's just it's a hideous, hideous coffee cup. That sounds like a rad cup. Uh, how do you even hold on to a bee? That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to to complete this image, uh, what did Photios end up with? Whether he intentionally screwed you or not. <laughs> like, because um, White Elephant gifts are usually wrapped, at least initially, and it sounds like they weren't, or they were well, still wrapped when it, he pulled it, this. The way I see the White Elephant happening is when you end up with the gift that you end up with, you unwrap it and everybody sees what it is. Okay, yeah. Cool. So, so what did he end up with? He ends up with a fairly nice Afghan. Uh, it looks like it's been been used, but it's well made and it's it's still in really good shape. All right. I kind of scowl because that was much nicer than the <laughs> bee mug. Uh, Aracene. Uh huh. I think Wally's mad at me. I'm not sure <laughs> why. Um, I mean that mug says "Be mine," and that whole thing happened with us. Oh. And then, like, oh, and then, yeah. like, we're guess, together. The, the box was really small, and I tend to break small things. Oops. All right. Great. <laughs> Wonderful. 
Good impressions. I don't know what to tell you. I'll deal with it. It's just eh, embarrassing. Oh well. It is embarrassing. Mm, I love offending people unintentionally. It's my very favorite thing. <laughs> All the time. That's life. I don't know. Yeah. Nice thing about working as a bouncer is they offend you first. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. Nicely clear-cut job most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Grix got a three. Yeah, Grix got a three. Grix wound up with um, a, uh, ooh, let's see, should have been thinking about this while you all were talking. <laughs> Grix wound up with a uh, a set of like utterly useless small boxes, like knick-knack boxes, but they're so small that you, there's nothing useful to put in them. Like little decorative boxes for for the table. However, they are also um, they're clay. They're uh, hideously shaped, like like Moomin, kind of like cartoony animals, but not not cute. Not identifiably. Not identifiable and cute, like just misshapen. Did you get judgmental animal statue boxes? What? Sorry, if you ever go into like. Fred Meyer or whatever. Uh-huh. There's always a bunch of weird, like unpainted animal, like lamps and stuff. And they all look weirdly judgmental because they're not painted. And so they sure. just have weird yeah. expressions. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, unpainted, raw clay, not super well made, and not recognizable except as vaguely animal characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Let's see. And uh Aerosene, you got a one? Yes, I did. How'd that turn out for you? Um, it's just a note that says, I know, and nothing else. It's a what? <laughs> just imagining like someone putting into a white elephant pile a note that just says, I know, and nothing else. Um, you know, just, just freak out whoever gets the note. That is not what this is. It's like a, st- it's like a brittle stone slate. It says, live, laugh, levitate on it. <laughs> <laughs> but like levitate is spelled wrong. Oh god. Levitate. Yeah, it says L E yeah, it says L E A V I T A T E. And like when Ericene like picks it up, she can feel that if she like looks at it wrong, it's just gonna like crack. Excellent. Um, and she's like, oh great. <sighs> she's like i'm gonna put this on the wall in my bathroom and she like stares at her mother who's the one who like stole whatever thing from her oh yeah let's uh let's find out what your mom got quality wise at least yeah son of a bitch (laughs) 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 what does a 10 out of 10 give look like we've established so far okay so Grix brought the thing that Grix brought to give uh, was a uh, like a a city an old city toolbox that they got rid of that he fixed up so it's now like a really useful tackle box like it's got like all the little compartments that swing out and unfold and uh-huh. um, it'd be perfect for like jewelry or makeup or sewing or crafting or whatever. Yeah. Cool. But it's it's like it's 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 nice. She looks extremely pleased. And useful. 
All right, and then let's see. Aaron, Kelly, and Adam each tell me one NPC you want to see how screwed they got during White Elephant. Or not screwed, apparently. Curiosity. He's my NPC. <laughs> All right. Nara. I'd like okay. to see her get screwed. Oh, Vons has been trying to get closer to uh, Clive during the party. So. Okay, so you want to see what Clive got? Yeah, I'll be observing him. All right. That wasn't creepy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fair. I could reword that. He'll, he'll be in his vicinity and aware of what he's, uh, yeah, just casual awareness. And it actually occurred to me that you were just describing the gift, so what NPC do you want? Esmeralda. All right. Let's go least to most potentially scandalous. Uh, Clive gets a 7 out of 10. I think it's a solidly built coat that is slightly the wrong size. I mean, those badger body frames, that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to you about how maybe he, his wife can let it out. <laughs> Clive is boring. I love Clive. <laughs> <laughs> but Clive has built his life to be a totally flat line of contentedness. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic Hufflepuff. And then we have Esmeralda. Let's see. One of you describe what a 9 out of 10 for a gift for Esmeralda looks like, because the NPCs are rolling hot for some reason. I'm trying to remember who Esmeralda is. The bartender. She's the bartender oh. from uh, the Gwendolyn. Who also lives in the same building as Curiosity and Photios. Yeah. Right. A set of uh, like really long-handled uh, spoons. I like, like it. Like soup spoons. Like the kind you'll Ooh. actually use? It's nice. Yeah, like a wooden, like a wooden spoon. Oh, yeah. That would be very nice. And then we had Curiosity and then Nara. Aaron, what does a 5 out of 10 gift for uh, Curiosity look like? Uh, a 5 out of 10 gift for Curiosity looks like a lantern that you would like hang from a hook. It, mm-hmm. it is made out of like cast iron, but it, it, it's like branded for like a tavern in, in like the rise. It, it it has like the the obvious logo of yeah. a of a tavern in the rise. Like it seems like maybe it was stolen or like a <laughs> promotional thing. So yeah. like, but it's like if you had just like a Coca Cola sign on the wall, like a like a lit right. up Coca Cola sign on the wall. <laughs> okay, Adam, it occurs to me I did not let you describe your own person's gift. Would you like to do a different seven out of ten gift for Clive? No, no, no. The the ill-fitting jacket sounds great. All right. Last but not least. Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> What's a 7 out of 10 gift for Nara? Oh, my God. <clears throat> a 7 out of 10 gift for Nara looks like a pair of slightly too small hand warmers. All right. Are they a hideous color or are they just too small? They're they're too small. And and okay. they really aren't her style, but but you know, like if if you're home alone, I don't I don't you know, just chilling on the couch, they'd be fine. But they're they're really just a little bit too small and too snug. Okay. Um and last but not least, because I cannot get the image out of my head. Jasper got a um a harness with jingle bells on it. <laughs> and looks mortified. Until he is dying laughing. I love it. 
Thank you for indulging me continuing to fuck with Jaspar, my own NPC. <laughs> All right. So last but not least, we have the sweater contest. Can all the player characters please re-describe their sweaters? Uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing mycelium silk. It's a pearlescent white with a um, a star on the left breast in silver. A wildly inaccurate depiction of ground scenes and flora and fauna. We still don't have a name for the for the seasonal Krampusy thing. Yeah, yeah, but. That a a griffin esque, but kind of hind leggy, uh, quadrupedal griffin esque, um, mythical creature of of fear among children in the fox folky tradition. Uh, Ericina is wearing a uh, sweater with a picture of the arcs, like the stylized logo of the arcs, with a candle and shit. Oh, candle, rooster, and a uh, half moon. All right. Okay, so with all of those in mind, I'm going to say that to make this fair because the people that are running the party are also competing. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm not expecting to win. No, 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 yeah. no. I kind of figured it might be a case of uh, it's a group vote thing, but the rule is you can't vote for yourself. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Like on slips of paper. Should each roll a D6, and that's how many votes we get. I actually like that a lot, yeah. Go for it. <laughs> you said it. I rolled a two. <laughs> um, I got a six. I got a five. I also got a five. Okay, so, uh, sorry, who got a six? I did. Well, of course the tailor. It's a good star. What the fuck? Alright, in competition with you so far, there's basically going to be a runoff. Aramith, for some reason. Nara. <laughs> Alvin, but not May, which is weird because <laughs> their sweaters are the same. Uh, and Green. Oh, wait. And neither of both these parents. Potentially, thank God. Uh, all right. So we have Green, we have Nara, and we have Aramith, and we have May in competition, or not May, Alvin in competition with you, Wealthy. So please uh, roll a d6. Ah, now I got a one. All right. Let's see. Now, I don't know about Kelly, but I get the distinct impression that uh, Wealthy is very concerned Nara. with the outcome of this sweater contest. <laughs> I have continual bad news for you. Nara rolled the highest in the runoff. Wonderful. I love it. No, that's actually very great news. I love <laughs> that Nara's walking away with our prize. <laughs> what is the prize for this fine competition? Um, um... A... Uh, we bought a gift certificate to the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like it a lot. <laughs> Is it like a sizable gift certificate? Is it yeah. like a It's it's nice. decent. It's it's a it's a couple meals. <laughs> Night out with a couple friends. She says thank you very much when you give it to her. And yeah, so um, you know, the party continues. It gets late in the night. People get various levels of drunk, but all the main events are over. Did Wealthy drink any of the Rouladrin? Nope. 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 Wealthy didn't drink anything. Wealthy has learned her lesson. Is there anyone you were trying to encourage to drink the Rouladrin? I mean, very subtly, I was offering it to Curiosity and Jaspar. Not nearly as subtly as you think. No, of course not. Um... (laughs) 
Jaspar got a 19 and Curiosity got an 18 on their con checks for how well they tolerated this. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's fine. Gets used as a mixer. They are still they are talking on and off, but like as parts of groups. Doesn't seem super uncomfortable though, so maybe that's progress. Good. Yeah, but all right. So the night winds down. People start heading home. We've got some space upstairs, and I'm sure that the temple also has space if anyone needs to crash because they're not able to make it back home. Yeah, don't drink and walk. Oh, I had a, I had a bit of a Chekhov's gun that uh, that didn't happen. Oh. Oh, sorry. I might have just missed, missed it. it. What's up? What is? It? Oh, just that I was. Uh, I I had prepared to get green some kind of a gift. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I forgot. What gift did you get green? Oh well, not being entirely like prepared for it. But seeing her name on the list, uh, Vaughn's grabbed something from his from his den, and um, went to Clive when when he had a moment during the sweater contest, and shows this to Clive and says, "Hey, hey, hey, Clive, Clive, I I got I got uh, yeah, green I got green a thing, but I need a ribbon for it." So he's going to show Clive the um, small jar of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, so you show this to Clive. Uh-huh. Uh, buddy, you sure about that? No, it needs a ribbon! <sighs> buddy, why Why is it a jar of teeth? Also, what are these teeth from? Don't worry about it. They're supposed to be personal. I'm not going to talk you out of this, am I? <laughs> well, you uh, do you have a better idea? Not on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't you just always have a pack of stuff? I mean, no. Okay, I have an idea, I have an idea, I have an idea. Between you and me, you can figure this out. You, you said that, uh, remember that scent thing we set up for you last time? Uh-huh. Right around and you discovered what hairbrushes are? Right, hairbrushes. Right, a party. There's stuff here. You're an alchemist. Huh. You can probably gin something up. Ooh, gin! Put it in that jar instead of teeth. <laughs> well, there's gin <laughs> over there. <laughs> so, do, do you want to follow Clive's suggestion of maybe throwing together like a perfume or something, or do you just want to give a jar of teeth? I mean, we could put perfume in the jar of teeth. I'm willing to settle on this as a compromise to try to save your ass here. <laughs> it's like the it's like the warm in the bottle of tequila bottle. It's the teeth in the bottle of the perfume bottle. Awful. <laughs> All right, Vaughn's roll an intelligence check for throwing together a fucking perfume out of whatever you have on hand at a party. <laughs> I mean, it's largely going to be spirits and whatever from the whoever, and maybe we can find some whale work somewhere. Who <laughs> well, knows? yeah, you have a limited source of things you can use for the uh, aromatics. <laughs> yeah, nobody got ambergris for a uh, like white elephant gift or whatever kind of smells you can get out of an elephant. Uh, well, okay, so I roll a twelve on intelligence that gives it a plus four on and that's a prime so 16 all right you managed to you managed to get something together you find a couple of you know the plants that are being used as decorations oh yeah there's going to be flowers you managed to sneak some time at the fireplace to cook stuff up a little bit get it to release the scents and clive does talk someone into giving you a ribbon Ooh, neat the question is which person is it who has a ribbon on them I think that Ericene would have like a ribbon. I bet Ericene has like 
um, ribbons that she's been holding her socks up with. And Ericene is extremely happy to give uh, a ribbon for, you know, True to love. save to, to save Bonds from the creepy gift. <laughs> yeah, I could see Clive being Because like, she really <laughs> likes green and she thinks that green with Vons is like a much better idea than she can already see the like, you know, the positive effects that green has had on Vons. <laughs> oh yeah, this is a throw to save Vons from himself. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. You, you get some perfume together. Still full of teeth, but that's how life goes. <laughs> Apparently. You, you get a bow from Aerosene. Which I love. <laughs> sometimes you eat the perfume, and sometimes the perfume eats you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you give it to Green. When are you eating perfume? Um, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Fucking horrible. Wow. All right. Uh, on my reaction roll, I was giving it two rolls, and you took the higher, and Green rolled the same number both times. Oh, no. She likes it. Okay. okay. This is great. It smells really good. Why is there teeth in it? <laughs> what are they from? I mean, some of them are fangs. That's kind of cool. <laughs> she <laughs> takes it over to under like a lamp. Oh my god, she's the so game. It's <laughs> oh, I know. Do you go into details of teeth? They're they're to they they contribute to the smell. <laughs> no, yeah, but like, what are they from? Here, here, hold this. Lots here of back. things. She, she darts over to the, uh, you know, refreshments table and comes back with the ice tongs. Starts fishing individual ones out to ask you about them. Aww. She's taking interest. <laughs> I mean, does her best every day. And also rolled well on that reaction roll. Good job. <laughs> well, uh, I know that some of those teeth came from the, from the ceiling tongue rope monsters. Oh, the um, thing that almost ate Grix? Yeah. Cool. You're sure there's none of that saliva on them, right? I mean, of course. No, you gotta separate that out. That That's valuable saliva. She nods sagely. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, is there anything else you want to do with green? <laughs> at that scene. Um, just, uh... Affection? Yeah. <laughs> Roll for affection? She gives you, an you just say affection to her? Don't roll for affection in this game. <laughs> this isn't GURPS. This isn't Monster Hearts. Um. Oh, I wonder if she got you something. She should have for sure. Let's see. Uh, she gives you a bag, like one of the bags you carry with you. Oh. It is subdivided with like special pockets for like vials or, you know, smaller things and jars and stuff. Like it's designed to carry your shit. Nice. Or your kind of shit. It might not carry enough, but it's a backpack oh. for someone who's not carrying books, but is carrying, you know, poison alongside <laughs> their healing potions. What what color is it? Uh, it's like a light brown leather. Okay, okay, I'll have to add that uh, update. Well, actually, that's already kind of the look on the Vaughn's character art. Yeah, also, remember, this is technically not canon. Oh. Sorry. But I don't know, most of what's happened can be canon. Yeah, I don't, I don't. It just doesn't fit in exactly where we were. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So it is. It is out of time. Just out of time. If we pass 
the solstice, we can essentially pick and choose some stuff from this if we want. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Cause I, I yeah. like some of this being, I'd like to throw references back to this. Yeah. Uh-huh. But all right. Anything else anyone wanted to do before I, uh, yeah. Last gift from Grix for, for Ericene. I got a, uh, a little kit to uh, take care of her jerks because a few times she's used them as tools and that, that makes Grix panic a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) A dirk is not a wrench. Like she's pried things with the dirk and whatnot. So I got her uh, three different kinds of grinding stones to, uh, to sharpen them and some blade oil and some handle oil. And yeah. Aristina is going to give Grix like a huge hug and be like, I would never have thought of this. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care of your tools and I'll take care of you. Oh. And uh for for Vaughn's, I got a uh a a hand lens, a a little obviously it's it's not very good cuz a good ground lens probably costs bank, but it's, you know, it's it's good for looking at slimes up close. Make mm-hmm. sure they're the slime you want them to be. Right. Yeah. The if yeah to to tell the difference between uh, delicious and deadly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Always important. See what the polyps look like. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> and so yeah, Vaughn's uh, doesn't handle um, emotion well, but I think you can see on the like vaguely uh, whimpery face that he pulls Aww. that he's he's very appreciative. Anyway, that's it for me. I didn't get presents. That's fine. For anyone, but I mentioned to everyone that drinks are on me for the next like three three months or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well since Wealthy's att- essentially given up drinking for the scene. There's shrubs. There's <laughs> There's, there's a, I'm sure there's there's like fancy like there's goat milk or like boba teas, you know. Yeah, I can always have Virgin Marys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, anything else? No. We see everybody off and have wish them all a happy solstice. Yeah. So everyone heads off. Kelly, did you say Virgin Marys because it's a holiday episode? No, actually, I didn't. No, Virgin Marys are totally a thing. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so everyone heads home to their beds and gets all snug. I did not write Yay. an ending poem for this one. Um, Sleep time. I think Ericene's gonna go home with Photios. Oh! Scandalous. Yeah, he's down. What did Ericene see happen with Curiosity and Jaspar? ended up chatting a few times like you know jaspar incredibly well uh-huh and jaspar's tense all the time uh-huh but he was less tense than the last time you saw him with curiosity oh that's nice so there's at least some level of comfort being re-established on his end curiosity is really hard to tell curiosity clearly has a game mode much like you do uh-huh. so it's a little harder to read him fair enough assume it's not a spoiler that you have a game mode because it's Aerosene. Yeah, no. You obviously. can hear it turn on pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So everyone heads home. Aerosene goes home with Photios. Green, I think, at least walks you back home, Bonds. But Alara and um, Lakshmi tagged along. So they head out. You know, Alvin and May see you off. Wealthy and your 
your, your mom got a little too deep into the cups and, and your dad requires assistance to hurt her. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to work out okay. Rix, you know, you just have the satisfaction. This was a really well done party. Oh, thank you. Like, people had a good time. Yeah, very pleased. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're you pretty bone tired at this point, but you, you head to bed. Yep. And let's see here. Bonds. Bah. You wake up with a killer headache. How? In your den. And oh, no. you can, uh, you, you sense, you figure out pretty quickly that one of your concoctions is overflowing. Oh, no. And uh, cooked off a chemical that you really shouldn't breathe too much of. And it's not the end of the world. You just need to go, you know, open your vent to the outside world wider and you'll be good. Try imagine he does immediately end in a bit of a panic. Yeah. This happens every month or so. Like something just goes a little bit wrong in the alignment. Concoctions are picky. Uh-huh. Uh, Grix? Uh-huh. Yeah. You wake up for another day at work. Yeah. This time, at least it was a happy dream, not a nightmare. That's that's good. Aerosene. Yeah. You aren't seeing birds. You're pretty sure it wasn't an acid trip. Good. But that was a weird dream. <laughs> Granted, you've, uh, you've been through some shit lately, so... Uh-huh. It's probably not helping. And wealthy, last but not least. Uh-huh. You wake up, you have a pretty normal day, but you, know, you had this weird dream. Oh, shit. But partway through the day, a, uh, a rat shows up. A couple of rats. They're holding something between them, because it's big enough. It is a small package. Oh, God. What do you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> the first thing that went through my head was somebody's finger. <laughs> Oh, weird! Jesus That's what Christ. I thought too. Jesus! Wow! I, I guess you what have to is going on? Yes. Find out what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so do you open it or do you just go like, "I won't take no fingers and send them back"? Oh God! Well, I'm a, I'm a little worried about it, but okay, I'll open it up. It's a mug with the phrase "Wonder Wizard" painted on the side. Oh my God! <laughs> it is nicely constructed. Does it say who it's from? It does not. It is anonymous. Oh my god. Wonder Wizard. Wonder Wizard. And that is our Solstice episode of Dubious Canonosity, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Cool. That was fun. Yay! Yeah. That was really fun. So before we forget, as we always do, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It lets people find us and it inflates our egos, which are sad little balloons at the bottom of the ocean. So that mm. would be helpful. And also we just appreciate it very much. Primary Attribute has been imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions, comments, feedback? Want to just let us know that we got our rule wrong? Don't do that last one, but you can email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod or on Twitter at primeattribute or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our memes, hopefully all dank, but possibly otherwise. Castles and Crusades is published by Trollord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Ian. That's me. Thank you, me. You're pretty great. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute.
Is Cliven and modeled after an American badger or a European badger? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> that would require me to remember Ooh. the difference. Can you describe them? Uh, <laughs> European badgers look like they're going to invite you over to their cottage for tea and crumpets. American badgers look like they will cut you if you look at them wrong. In an alleyway with a glass yeah. bottle. Yeah. American badgers look feral. Uh, British badgers are like the prim and proper. Uh, they look like they ones. could be yeah. cats. Yeah. Even though they're also very vicious. wild and vicious. Yes. You both they are just... extremely helpful at physically describing animals. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, European badger. Okay. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate your description. I was just like, <laughs> need a look. Need a look to know which one I was thinking of. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, All the pictures I ever see of American badgers, they're just yelling at you. They're, <laughs> Bonds inexplicably causes oh, sirens. Siren.